Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we're talking about all things movie news, video games, comics, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. I'm joined once again by Michael, who seems to be enjoying his, his dinner as we're recording the episode. I know. I'm doing hot um, chili cheese dogs and chili cheese fries, and you got McDonald's. I got McDonald's. I got myself, a, I got myself some chicken nuggets. I didn't get anything too big because I, I ate I ate some good food at, at work today. You so. know what I had for breakfast today? Bacon, eggs, and hash browns. That's a good breakfast. You know what I have? Microwave burritos. <laughs> I'm actually shocked about that. You actually work in a kitchen. I bet you get free food. I don't work breakfast shifts, so. Oh. I work, I work the lunch and dinner. Oh, yeah, because you start at 12, yeah. Yeah. My bad, just the last time we talked about your job, you was going in at like 6 o'clock in the morning, so. Yeah, but, but you know. Anyway, um, we're not here to talk about work. S- sorry to my to any of my fellow co-workers or possible employers that could be listening to this right now. <laughs> also, my possible employers or future employers or... Or past employers. Past employers. A couple people from Cardinal Health was... I, past employers, past co-workers. Um, I know at least one person from Cardinal who, who listens. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> past employers to future employers. Hey, hey, if you're listening to this while you're at Cardinal Health... Fuck you. <laughs> oh. You're supposed to get the... Get the... Put the work. Yeah, why aren't you working? Yeah. Like, I know you're supposed to be at work right now. I know your schedule. I know. I got super close to the mic for that one. That's the closest you'll ever get to getting on the PA system over there. <laughs> Do you remember the PA system? Just constantly on every day. Um, okay. Is funny, he here? Funny, 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 funny warehouse stories. Anyway. All right. We are here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We did not have a Zeke said so show last week. Much to the dismay of a couple, you know, trolls on the internet. I'll call them trolls, you know, because, no joke, whenever they text me, this is what they sound like. Oh, you, you don't know anything. You're, you're just, you're, you're dumb. You don't even know anything. You know, I, I mentioned, I mentioned one thing on last week's episode, on last week's updates episode, and they were like, Man, you you're not consistent. You need to be more consistent with your uploads. You need to be way more consistent. Why you miss one and, week out of how many? And I'm just like, shut up, stupid. Shut up. Um, I'll upload the episodes whenever the fuck I want to upload the episodes. Okay. It's not like I'm making millions of dollars off this podcast. Okay. So I'm just, shut up. Are we even making money off this podcast? Not even a damn cent. <laughs> damn. Not even a damn cent. <laughs> you know, it's a shame because Anchor recently changed their their ways of getting monetized. So now it's a lot harder for you to become monetized. Now it's a lot harder for you to become monetized. Oh, really? I actually didn't really hear about that. Yeah, because it used to be like, if even if you don't have that many people, you could still earn money via ad, spon- via, uh, uh, ad sponsors. But now they, but starting, I want to say starting this year, they cut that completely. So now, now they're following the YouTube model where you have to have a certain number of, you have to have like, I think it's over like a hundred 
uh, over a hundred thousand people. To get monetized? Mm-hmm. Nah, that but, can't be right. That's actually hard. That's a lot. That's a, that is a lot. But but you know we don't do we don't we don't do this for the money. We don't do this for the money. We do this. For, It'd be nice though. It would be nice. It would be nice. Trust me. If if I could if I could if I can get paid doing this. I'd be oh, happy. Oh, I'd be so, I'd be so much happier. But depression wouldn't exist in my world. Oh yeah, I oh, know depression. Would, I mean, dude, if I I swear, I've always said if you if you would hire if someone were to hire me to pay me just to sit down in my house and watch every single movie on my Blu-ray and DVD shelf, I would totally do it. You know, that's me, me with video games pay and me anime. Some, pay me twenty dollars for each movie. Cute. That's me with video games and anime. <coughs> so I mean, hey, um, <coughs> I mean, I just bought actually, two new blue. I just bought two new Blu-rays. This actually, weekend. while we're talking about social media and money, <laughs> this been on my mind. I think I might try to join the the TikTok gang and make videos. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Zeke. I'm expecting a pay raise. I'm like. Well, Michael, I mean, I guess this is your last episode because you're getting paid on this show. <laughs> I haven't got paid damn... First of all, you even come here, you eat my food. <laughs> you use my apartment as a studio now. Hey, I've offered you to come actually drive over to my studio to record this, but you're like, nah, I don't feel like leaving. Meanwhile, Zeke's got to drive... His, Zeke's got to, you know, spend his gas money to drive all the way out here. To Ontario. You live in Rancho. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I had to drive all the way from... I did have to drive all the way from Claremont the, earlier to, earlier today. Because that's... Uh, well, you know, I don't want to give away the location of where I work. I've never disclosed that on the podcast. So I, I won't say that out loud. <coughs> um, anyway. Well, I'm pretty sure they can put two and two together. You just said, you just said the city. Yeah. Well, they just said this... City, yeah, they're, they're you know, up. I, I hope the trolls find me for those uh far from home takes. <laughs> and no, wow, the no, topic no, of if anything, if anything, they're gonna try and hunt me. It's the people, it's the last Jedi haters who are gonna hunt me down because I like the last Jedi. Oh, yeah, they actually might. They're, they're gonna be like, You, you like the last Jedi, they're gonna send a sniper, <laughs> or you know, since we always talk about Cardinal Hill, lock and loaded. You Sir, I, I see the fat man. He's walking into. He's walking. He's walking down the street. Getting out of his car. I got a clear shot. Give me the word. Do you think it's certain? It's, super- it's Vince McMahon too. He, <laughs> he said the sniper after I told him how much I hate Roman Reigns. Man, people got released yesterday. We're already making WWE jokes. Shh. Poor Dolph Ziggler. You know, he, he was my favorite for a minute. He was the Dude, one I wanted you know to succeed. Funny? When he, back in like... Because I remember the first time I caught notice of him was back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was like... I was not a fan of him at all. Then he did that whole run where he had the money in the bank contract. And that's when you became a fan of him? And that's when I started to go, okay, I actually kind of like this guy. Because... He's he's kind of he, you know they're they're always portraying him as a heel, but he's almost like that guy that has that always acts like he's got something to prove. 
And I kind of and I like those people. I like those people, those wrestlers who come in and act like they got something to prove. Um, part of the reason why I think L.A. Knight is so cool. You but, know whose game this is? L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, there, there's a possibility that, that he he might be Roman Reigns' next opponent. You want to hear the bad news? That's never going to happen. He ain't going to win. Yeah. Do you not? Do you not know who came back the other week? The Rock. The Rock. And did you not hear like what what was said? So he went on the Pat McAfee show. They talked about it. We were supposed to get The Rock versus Roman yeah. at that WrestleMania thirty nine. Yeah, this year's at last year. I mean, we're still on twenty twenty three. So this year's WrestleMania, we this were supposed past, to this past yeah this past WrestleMania, we were supposed to get that. I think we're getting it at forty. I think so too. I don't think Cody's going to finish his story. And if that's the case, we better start saving some money. We we got to go to Philadelphia. We, we... Yeah. No. And if that's also the case, I hate to tell you this. I think Roman's going to win. There's a couple. Let me tell you why. A couple of years ago, a Rock said in an interview, he wanted Roman to be his retirement match. If they ever have the if, if they if if they have that match and Roman Reigns beats The Rock, I will stop watching WWE. <laughs> no joke, I will. I literally will. Don't worry. It's already bad enough. They have John Cena coming back to possibly wrestle fuck, fucking um, Sola and fucking Jey Uso. Fucking assholes. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. I just want to see Paul Heyman come back on stage and do John Cena's theme song. <laughs> that was one of the most funniest moments <laughs> of all time. Dude, that made me laugh so hard. I'm not going to lie. And now, now I just see memes of that everywhere. Like, that's literally, when I go on my Instagram, I all I see is, you know, in, in the recommended video section, just Paul Heyman. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. do. With, like, John Cena merchandise photoshopped on him. Because <laughs> his name is John Cena. Oh, my gosh, yeah. How did this turn into a wrestling podcast? I have no idea. Because I- I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should start your Maybe you should start your own damn show. No. Oh, yeah. Probably have so much better takes than you. <laughs> did you, you tell can, the people... You can call it the we... You can call it the, uh, this is the pod, this is the one and only podcast, this is the one and only wrestling podcast where we kiss the ass of Roman Reigns. <laughs> we don't kiss Roman Reigns' ass, we acknowledge the tribal chief around here in this household. Yes, yes, people, I'm putting up the ones, because we acknowledge the tribal chief in this household. That's what I have to say. <laughs> you want to eat a chicken nugget? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why Vit... This man probably listens to this now because we talk about Roman Reigns. And he probably gets the idea to extend it a whole nother year because of you. Because you know you know he doesn't like you. He doesn't. No. In fact, that that video when with the man. He's in the parking lot. Why you 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 stay home with Stephanie? You take control. Take control. That's all I'm He's talking about me. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, as soon as you was like, dude, I remember, I all, those, those, remember all those memes that came out. It was back when John Campion leaked all those pictures from Spider Man No Way Home, 
And all of a sudden, all these memes just came out with Kevin Feige. And then it's like, one of them was Vince McMahon. Yeah, the Vince McMahon. He was like, I'm Stephanie. He'll take me to the center. Like, in, in, instead of him, instead of, like, we have a problem. What What's the problem? In sub, the subtitles down below would say, uh, John Campia leaked the photos. He's like, Look, you stay here. You stay here with Stephanie. You, you take my job. Take my job. That's so bitch. Go, 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 go. <laughs> anyway, we should probably get into what we need to talk about. Oh yeah, but um, before we do that, what? just on a kind of on a segue, I want you to take me to whoever's at DC. For this damn trailer that we're about to talk about. You take me to that son of a bitch. This, this Aquaman trailer. Oh, boy. You take me to that son of a bitch. So what he's talking about is we finally... You know... Um, hold on. Okay. Not only did we get the first trailer for the upcoming DC sequel, but we also got a first poster for the film, you know, as well. Then, you know... Um, the synopsis reads as follows... Arthur must enlist the help of his half-brother Orm in order to protect Atlantis against Black Manta, who has unleashed a devastating weapon in his obsessive quest to avenge his father's death. Translation. Thor must enlist the help of his half-brother Loki in order to protect Asgard against Malekith, ruler of the Dark Elves. That is literally the same plot line that we have for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. There's literally nothing original about this movie other than the fact that he is a father now, other than the fact that him and Mara apparently got busy in between the first two movies and had a kid. So Well, no, Zeke. Uh, actually, it's actually different because it takes, under, it takes place underwater and... Um, and... Um, I just, it's underwater Thor. <laughs> it's underwater Thor the Dark. Oh, no. Thor the Dark underwater world. No, Zeke, that's actually impossible because Aquaman uses a trident and Thor uses a hammer. Two different weapons. So, I just need you to know that. And um, Black Manta has this other trident that they said in the movies. The black one. Which is kind of racist, by the way. <laughs> Why does a black man have the black trident? And the black trident is the evil hey, but trident. You know what? I, there is one shot of the trailer where he's sitting down with the trident. And I'm not gonna lie, this dude looks jacked. This dude straight up just freaking just looks six pack, big chest. I'm just Bro, like Black Manta been training. <laughs> this dude's been working out because he's just sitting there like a badass just with this with his trident. And green eyes apparently, because apparently every bad guy's gotta have green eyes. Apparently. Um so, I'm guessing you love this trailer, right? Oh, uh, superb. You know, I love all the scenes with Amber Heard in it. And uh, if one scene lacked, this trailer lacked, I needed more Amber Heard. Because I just love her so much. Of course we need them. We need more Amber Heard. Because we, we of course, appreciate Amber Heard. And someone forgot to silence their phone. Before. I feel like this I feel like this happens like at least every five minutes. It happens all the time. You know what's sad? When you have spent the night <laughs> for your birthday... The reason why I didn't hear my phone, it was so silent. But the podcast, it just... Well, it looks like the film is still set 
for its theatrical release on December 20th. Yay, DC, um, this wonderful Christmas present. You know what's funny? I, I did I did a video recently, I don't know if you saw it, um, but uh, I did a video for my YouTube channel. I went to go see Blue Beetle again for the third time. Um, and <clears throat> I was talking about, like, I really do think that movie could have benefited from being pushed back. It could have, but just because, I just feel like... Not just because of the strike and everything, but, like, also, for this to be James Gunn's first DCU character, you're, you're bringing this... This is the one character that you said you're bringing into your DCU. And to have it come out in between all this mess with the Flash bombing... And now Aquaman two, we've heard we've heard nothing but problems with Aquaman two, you know between the different ver- the different versions of Batman that might appear, the the fact that they were hoping to reshoot some of this, which that's not happening. Judging by this trailer, that's not happening. <laughs> so, Amber Heard, um, the Amber Heard problem? <laughs> yeah, the Amber Heard issue. It's like it's like, why would you want to drop Blue Beetle? In in the middle of that mess, I and I, I, I just, totally agree with you on that, and I don't <coughs> think they marketed Blue Beetle very well. Yeah, no, they didn't. They really didn't. Like I think I think they ca- they were. You know what's weird? Also, though, it's like I watched that movie, and although yes, I can see why Warner Brothers watched it and said. No, we're not going to put this on streaming. We're going to give it a theatrical release, which I'm proud that they did that. It's a good movie. But it kind of visually, from a visual standpoint, it looks like a streaming movie. It looks like what what I was watching, it looks like Miss Marvel. Like, from a budget standpoint, it looks like Miss Marvel. If Miss Marvel was a movie. Yeah. yeah. And, weirdly enough, I think it's got the same... Issues as Miss Marvel does, where I thought the family element of Miss Marvel was great and the superhero stuff was eh. That's the, I, I feel the same way about Blue Beetle. I'm like the 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 family element is fantastic. You know, sad George. I, I when I saw this movie, I thought George Lopez was going to carry was oh, going to carry it. That's what I've been meaning to tell you. What? Did you know what Regal? This is a total side topic. Guess what they got rid of? The Danny Trejo commercial. They got rid of it. Why so, out there no more? So I just remembered it for no reason. You literally remembered it only for them to take it away. They got rid of it literally the week after Blue Beetle opened. Do you know what's that? This is like the bloodline situation. As soon as you said, hey, Michael, I like the bloodline, they took <laughs> it away. I just need you to... Not- as soon as you started... Re- well, this thing is nicer than my apartment. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. I don't call me Shirley. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. Oh, I miss your musk. Some of that's going to leave a mark. mark. She's beauty, beauty and she's grace. Hey, you guys. It's not a man purse. It's called a satchel. You can't, you can't sit, sit with, with us. us. So, so you're, you're telling, telling me, me there's a chance. chance. 
I knew it was you, Fredo. Fredo. You broke my heart. As if. You sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Good job. And like if you like, it's so funny if you look closely, it cuts to that wide shot, and you can see the Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo's all is just smiling, like clapping. <laughs> I'm over like you were just angry in the previous shot though. The movie's about to start. That's why he's happy. Um. Anyway, so obviously that's how much we care about the Aquaman trailer. We don't care enough to actually talk about it. We care enough to say R.I.P. to the Regal Cinemas, Danny Trejo. Commercial. I mean. DC just blessing us with this wonderful present. Yeah, we're getting we're we'll we'll Warner Brothers is like, no, we're gonna push back Dune Part Two, but we'll give you Aquaman too. Fuck you guys. You know what? We should have took time to talk about, except for the Aquaman trailer, since we didn't get to talk about it last week. What? We should have took time to talk about the. The 60s animated version that you saw you that you saw on your birthday. Oh my god! So guys, for his uh, so we had a so while we was waiting for people to show up to his little birthday thing uh two weeks ago, I showed him Constantine House of Mysteries. But except for watching the whole I thing, want, I want I now everybody is gonna start calling me. And from now on, my nickname on this show is no longer Music the Geek. It's now gonna be. Doctor Spectro, the the master of what? What was it? The, the master, master of dream, of the master of emotions, the master of emotions. <laughs> so, I don't know if y'all have watched uh, Constantine House of Mystery, you know the last fifteen minutes is Ted Cord's Blue Beetle in Spider Man sixties <laughs> animation. And what's his what's his what's his sidekick's name? The the question. The question. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke loved it so much, as you oh can tell. Oh my gosh, the baby putting the fork in the sock. <laughs> that killed me. <laughs> no, the guy was dead. <laughs> he crashed his car. The first he hit somebody, but it was the guy that was just laying around. What? was crying. Or the kid, or the kid eating his ice Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, no, my my nickname on this show is no longer going to be Zeke the Geek. It's now going to be <laughs> Do- Dr. Spectra, the master of emotions. <laughs> I wanna, I'm want i going to dress up as that character for Halloween. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the Dr. Spectra. <laughs> the master of emotions. Oh my gosh, because I, I had been drinking a little bit. I'm not going to lie, I've been, I was drinking a little bit. And I didn't get too drunk. I got, I got tipsy, but I didn't get, I didn't get really drunk. But, but you know, you can tell. You can tell. Just I'm a little, I'm a little tipsy, and I'm watching the thing, and I'm like, and and and, he, and they introduce him, and I'm like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> the master, <laughs> the master, <laughs> Doctor Spectrum, the master of emotions. No, when he fight when. Uh, when the question I want to see that character in James Gunn's DCU. <laughs> no, when the question finds out about about Ted Court, yeah, you know I'm I'm not Ted Court. So yeah, uh, as I was saying, yeah, uh, this uh, this machine was bought by Ted Court uh, Industries. It was built by Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Ted Court. Uh, I mean yeah. As I, I mean, you know, I, I didn't build the machine like that. 
That's not what's hitting. I mean, I'm not Ted Court. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Question is like, yeah, you, Ted Court. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> yeah. Just... Guys, if you haven't watched that, that, that movie. Please watch it. Just, oh you don't gosh. have to watch any other part. Just, you can skip the Constantine's because the, I mean, the first one is kind of, you kind of need to watch it. If you want to watch like the other DC, it kind of resets the timeline after Apocalypse War. But like the, it's like, and then after that, it's only like 30 minutes, like two other shorts. Right after that, the last short, it's fucking Ted Court. And that is one of the most greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Hey. Dr. Spectrum. I need you to know. I need you to know this, Zeke, when I say this. There's a reason why Ted Cord is away. He's trapped in the. He's trapped in the, the spectral. That, so that's where he where he's at. He's trapped the in the spectral. Time. They're gonna fight him. You're gonna see Doctor Spectral. You know what's funny? Every time I the past two times I've gone to see Blue Beetle, and you get introduced to um, uh, Jenny. Is that her name? Oh, the uh, future Mr. Giles. Yeah, unfortunately now when you get introduced to her sitting in that position, I'm just I can't help but hear your voice. Up oh, there's the future Mrs. Because <laughs> I honestly I laugh actually when I see it now because it's like I can hear your voice. <laughs> That's the future Mr. Giles. Eh, she alright. That's the future yeah. Mr. Giles. Yeah. You know what's sad? Like She's, I, I looked up her actual age. She's like 27, I think. I'm 28. That makes it better. And he, and and this kid is the same age as, well, a little bit younger than me. That just feels weird. It's not. Because you're just, 24, so he's like 23. He's like 22. 27, that's five years. That just feels weird, though. I mean, like, me personally... Something about that just feels Me weird. personally... she looks like a grown woman, and he still looks like a kid. Me personally, I mean, I would And if you see him on Cobra Kai, they're still portraying him as a high school kid. You know? Me personally, and, I mean, my, my limit is 25, because I'm 28, but I mean... Oh, yeah, let's just let's just throw that information in there. You know, just in case any female's watching that just wants to hear my beautiful, high-pitched voice of all time. This is not the Tinder app. Um, You're right. This is the podcast. <laughs> Our second main topic is... Yeah, but go watch Ted Court. Hey, I need you to cue the music. Star Wars. So Donald Glover's Star Wars spinoff movie, spinoff series, has actually been turned into a movie. Uh, in 2018, Donald Glover played the iconic character Lando Calrissian in Solo, a Star Wars story. Which he was the best part of that movie because that movie is a heaping pile of shit. Anyway. Um, which is very surprising. I, I. But he's the best. I had, I had high hopes for that movie. But you know what I'm saying. You know, you know what's great? You know what's great though? He, he rocked it. He really killed it as Lando. Like there's, there's a scene... In it, where he's first introduced and he's talking to Han Solo. He's like, and Han looks at him and goes, I think I, I've heard a lot about you. He goes, I, I just want to know if, the, if what I hear is true. And then he goes, everything you've heard about me, 
It's true. I'm just like, damn, this dude's got some swagger. He's just so cool. But um, I mean, he but is he the prowler. The, but he was the best part of that movie. Okay, he is the prowler. Then in 2020, okay, it was announced that that character would be getting his spinoff, would be spit, would spin off into his own Disney Plus series, and it was going to be showrun by Justin Simmons, who did um. Dear White People. Oh, I like that show. Yeah. I gotta uh, watch the, the, did, the last he, season. He, but he did, he did the movie, and I believe he's an executive producer on the series as well. Because there's a movie called Dear White People. But I mean, um, I haven't seen the movie. I know the Netflix show I like. Yeah, yeah. That also has the future of Mr. Johnson, um, by the way. So he, did, so he did that. And he also just did Haunted Mansion. I didn't watch that. He just, he just directed but this. But I know this, you had good things to say about it. Was, it was fun. It was a fun movie. I really think it should have been released next well, month. Well, now, it looks like that the series is now going to become a movie. Because Hollywood Reporter had this, had this to say. Uh, Donald Glover is shifting gears with his planned Disney Plus Lando series. The project is now being developed as a film for Lucasfilm, <coughs> the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed. Glover's brother, Stephen Glover, was working on the project before, uh, the, writer stri- before the writer strike began in May... Uh, and during an appearance on the Pablo Torre Finds Out podcast, uh, posted Thursday, revealed the latest plans were to make were to make a film. The project is on hold currently amid the dual writer and actors strike. Now, a lot of people immediately got up and they were freaking out because they were like, "Why are you turning? Why are you taking a long form?" something that could be more drawn out, something that could, you know, we could learn more about the character through a television show, yada, yada, yada. I mean, here's the thing. With our track record with the MCU shows, well, this I was, might be the best for best Well, way? Well, I was going to get to that. Because okay. Star Wars has, I believe, it's benefited from the TV shows. Because Star Wars is so serialized that... Any any idea in the Star Wars universe could work well as a series or a movie. You know, like Mandalorian proves that Star Wars can work on television. Um, Ahsoka right now is killing it. I need to um, watch that. Andor, I think, is the best thing Disney's ever done with Star Wars. Um, is Andor the the new cartoon one or no 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 Andor? So Andor is the live action show. It's it's a spin. It's a prequel. To one of the Star Wars movies called Rogue One. Okay. Um, and one oh, of the, I watched that one. I, I did watch yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. One of the characters, his name is Cassian Andor. It's his show. And it's basically telling you how he got into the uh, Re- Rebel Alliance and his his journey um, as, a, as, a, as a Rebel. Um, and basically the entire um, Imperial versus Rebel Alliance war... Um, through his perspective. Because right? I have not... I'm not going to lie. I've been behind... I'm so behind on Star Wars content right now. I'm still on Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah. So... so, But uh, but Andor... Andor, I think, is the best thing Disney has done with Star Wars. Because um, I know you Bad, didn't like Boba Fett. Bad Batch, I thought, was terrible. I think it's terrible. Bad Batch is the new animated one that they're doing right now. Okay. Bad Batch, I think, is terrible. I know you didn't Boba like Boba Fett. Boba Fett was 
boring as shit. But the the one I'm going to use as an example as to why I think this is a good idea to turn this Lando series into a Lando movie is Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was originally a movie. They originally wrote that as a film. But then they decided, because Solo, A Star Wars Story, ended up being a box office disappointment, they decided... Well, let's scrap all of our spinoff movies and let's take this Obi-Wan one because we really like this Obi-Wan idea. Let's take that and turn it into a six-episode limited series. What's with Disney and six? And they, and they crammed a whole new storyline in there involving a, involving a young Princess Leia having been kidnapped twice by the same villains in the same series. Okay. They had her being kidnapped twice. Literally, not even one ep- Literally, one episode, she barely gets rescued. The, at the, by the end of that episode, she's kidnapped again. By the same villain? By the same villain. Princess Peach, calm down. Like, it just like... it that and, and so for me, that's why I didn't really like that show. Because it felt like it was being stretched out. Into six episodes just for the sake of it being a limited series. Can I ask a question? I feel like, and I feel like, um, and somebody actually did re-edit Obi-Wan to make it work as a two and a half hour movie. And it's so much better. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Can, um, Bob Iger got to explain to me, what's Disney's obsession and six right now? See, I think that's a better question for Bob Chapek. <laughs> because I personally, because here's the thing. Because Marvel did 12 episodes with, was it 12 or 9 episodes with She-Hulk? How many how many episodes does She-Hulk have? 10. 9 or 10? 9. I can check right now. Let me go to the see plus. I think, it, I think, I, I thought it had 12. Before we jump that, after we got to talk about this, I do want to bring up something while we're talking about Disney and series yeah. right now. Um... No, I got you. I got but you. Uh, so while you're looking up how many episodes She Hulk has, I'm gonna look up how many episodes Andor had. Um, I'm gonna look up how many episodes uh, Andor season one had. Okay, so Andor had twelve episodes. Okay. Um, Ahsoka is running with eight episodes. All three seasons of Mandalorian have eight episodes. Book of Boba Fett had eight episodes. The ones that have had six are... She-Hulk has nine. So She-Hulk has nine. Okay, and then WandaVision also had nine. And everything else so, has six. So, everything, so basically Obi-Wan... Um, Obi-Wan, and then basically all the other Marvel shows have six episodes. And, 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 and look, it's not that Disney's not afraid to do more episodes, because Andor, there has been, Andor has 12. Um, She-Hulk has nine. Now granted, there's 30 minute episodes, but still, She-Hulk has nine is episodes. It, is Andor nine, uh, 30s, or an hour? Theirs is a full. I theirs I believe is a full hour. 
So forty five minutes Disney with the fifteen minute extra Disney time. With with the Disney Plus credits, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, actually, let me let me double check that just to be on the safe side, because I think Andor's episodes are about an hour each. Um, but guys, I mean, let me let me just take this time to really really promote Andor. If you have not watched Andor, my God, please watch it. It's the best thing. I seriously, I I'm not over exaggerating when I say this. I think it is by far the best thing Disney has done with Star Wars. Like I. And this is coming from someone who loved Last Jedi and all this stuff. Uh, okay, so let's see. Maybe we just talk. Forty-two minutes, thirty-eight minutes, forty-three minutes, fifty minutes. Let's see. Forty-six. So each of them run around, run close to an hour. Each each episode run about, and especially as you get closer to the finale of season one, um, like like the series finale, the season finale, episode twelve. Has, is 57 minutes long. That's with Disney Plus credits, okay? Um, I believe that's the cat again. I believe I believe my son is at the, the, the door. I, I will bring him in, but not an, not an I know actual, he's going to be out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not an actual child. It's a cat that likes to hang out with, with Michael. I um, have a straight cat, guys. I think he, but I will bring him in, but he likes to meow a lot. And he's loud, too. Um... But uh, but yeah, like like for me, I don't think it would be a a good idea if if you if you have a story that can be told in two hours, then tell that story. If you think the story would work best as a TV series, then make a TV show. If you think it works better as a movie, then make it a movie. You know, like like obviously like Peacemaker, that works better as a show. Mm-hmm. From from the story they wanted to tell, that show that works better as a show. Imagine if Peacemaker was a movie, of a, a two hour movie, it wouldn't have that same impact that it did as as a show. You know? Yeah, that's something to be honest. That Batman is a fascist. Probably would have got a uh, ticket. Part would have probably got taken out. So, Michael, I know I know you're not. Super knowledgeable and what, and you haven't kept up with Star Wars in a little bit, but what do you think a Donald Glover-led thing could work as a series? Do you do you think it could work as a series, or do you think they made the right move of making it a movie? I think the Prowler should be. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I think it could probably work as both, depending on how you write it. But um, I know who. I know with well, the I Star know, Wars. I know Justin Simeon is no longer involved after Donald Glover's brother got involved. Um, Justin Simeon basically said, "Nah, I'm good." I know. Um, I mean, I know with uh, Star Wars track record with the shows, they're better than the MCU. But if we're gonna go with the MCU route, maybe we should just make it a movie. I'm coming in with the more knowledge on the MCU mm-hmm. side of things and how. That's working out right now. Um, I think, think I think they probably should do a movie. Me personally, but I mean, I know the, I know, I know the the Star Wars shows. I know I do hear a lot of good things about them. So, I think you could probably do either or. Yeah. So, to put this into perspective, though, just just to put just to keep this in mind, guys, okay? and it's not just for Michael, but it's also for. 
everybody listening to this episode. This would make it the fourth or fifth movie that Disney now has, that Lucasfilm now has in development. The fifth Star Wars movie they have in development. Because we okay? got the one that's you coming have, out. Well, they're all going to make a pushback eventually. You have the Rey Skywalker movie. Uh, Rey, who was in the lead of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. She's getting a brand new movie. Then the Mandalorian okay. spinoff. Then you have um, the Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalor- uh, Mandalorian film that will be directed by Dave Filoni. You know when you said Dave, you know who I really, you know who who jumped in my mind, Batista. I was like, Dave Batista's a, a uh, director now. Uh, no, uh, but uh, uh, <clears throat> but the Mandalorian film, which will be directed by Dave Filoni, and I believe it'll be like produced. Um, along Dave Batista? with John Favreau by John Cena. No. Damn. <clears throat> um. Okay. And then the third one they have in development is James Mangold, who just did um, who just did Indiana Jones. He's doing a um a Jedi origin film. Ooh. A movie about the very first Jedi. And the way he described it is that it's going to be like a, uh, a it's going to be like, almost like a remake of Ten Commandments, but in the Star Wars universe. You're going to get into like the, basically, like the, the like the religion that is the Force, like the, like the Force is kind of like this religious thing in Star Wars, and you're going to see how the Jedi are able to harness that power and, be, and form this, this order. You know, so we have that movie in development. Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, you know the Thor: Love and Thunder movie. Still has his movie in development. This movie has been in development since 2019. No, 2018. They announced this movie after he had just come off of doing um, Thor: Ragnarok. Um, and he just did, I'm pretty sure it's the cat again. Um, and then he was also in the middle of, like, doing Jojo Rabbit, and then he directed an episode of The Mandalorian and all that stuff. And that movie's still in development, and now you have this Lando spinoff movie. My question is... I mean, I know they're all going to get pushed back because of this strike. Or not. I mean, there's a possibility that they could just, as soon as the strike's over, just move immediately. It depends on how far they're in development, I guess. But how in the world is it that you have five Star Wars movies in, in, in development and not one of them is, like, fast-tracking into production? Because... That I means mean, look, they're taking their time, and that's what we want. But 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 the pro- here's the problem though, is that the problem is, is that they've had a lot of canceled Star Wars projects, like for example, Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie, gone. Can I ask a question about that? Why the hell would Kevin Feige uh, doing a Star Wars movie? We we got these problems in the MCU. 
See, this was before Phase 4, though. When they announced he was doing Star Wars, they had, he was just coming off of Endgame. Oh, yeah. So he was, like, Kevin Feige and Marvel, they were at the top of the world right now. At, at this point. So they hire him to do Star Wars. And then they hire Michael Waldron, who wrote Doctor Strange and who also created the Loki series. They hire him to write the script. And then the Russo brothers came out and said that they were actually in talks to direct that movie. And what did Kathleen Kennedy do on the stage at Star Wars Celebration? We never actually said there was a movie in development by Kevin Feige. The, the, the Russo brothers just said that they were in talks to direct it. Isn't she gone now? No, she's still in there. I thought she was so, gone. So, so Kevin Feige's gone. Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman... Her Star Wars movie, gone. I thought Kathleen Kennedy um, was gone. Nope, she's still there. Um, uh, Colin Trevorrow, originally supposed he the director of Jurassic World, originally supposed to direct Episode Nine, gone. Um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who they were the original directors. Of Solo. And then we're fired. In the middle of shooting. It's like. It's like. This is the problem with Star Wars. Is that they have so many movies that are in development. I have no faith. That either one of them. That any of them are going to actually happen. I, I, as, I excited, got... as excited as I am for this Mandalorian movie. I highly doubt that's going to happen. You think they're just going to make it to a show? I think they're going to turn it into the series finale of Mandalorian. Or they'll turn it into a six-part event series. This Mandalorian, the end. It's like, or like they'll call it like, heir heir of the empire or something like that, you know. But it's like none of these movies. I have absolutely one hundred percent faith is going to happen, because guess what, James Mangold. You know what other project James Mangold's attached to? Swamp Thing. He's supposed to be the writer and director of DC's new Swamp Thing movie. I forgot they have a Swamp Thing movie. So, it's like it's like now it's like Star Wars has so many movies now that are in the development. I'm actually stage. surprised they're doing a Swamp Thing movie after that that one episode cancellation. Well, or, well, well, James Gunn obviously has has plans to use Swamp Thing for his universe, but. But, yeah, at this point, it's like, when it comes to Star Wars movies, it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. So, alright. Now, before we get to that, I do want to bring up something. Yeah, go ahead. Did you hear about the Wonder Man thing that's happening? The Wonder Man TV, the, the TV series? What about it? It's going to be like, uh, apparently there was a report that I saw. No. So, okay. A TikToker was talking about the report. I have to look it up still. So, take it with a grain of salt. But apparently, it's going to be kind of like in the She-Hulk era. Well, I mean, She-Hulk era, I mean, like, Wonder Man is going to be... uh, Because I don't know much about Wonder Man other than the 2000s Avengers cartoon. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, Wonder Man's whole thing is he wants to... He's supposed to be Johnny Cage. You know Johnny Cage, yeah. like an actor who's. Mm-hmm. 
that's apparently what Wonder Wonder Man's supposed to be in the comics. I never knew this, but yeah, he was talking about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, apparently there's a report that came out like it's gonna be kind of like how She Hulk was made, like a comedy series. He's supposed to be like Johnny Cage, so it's gonna have like a shitload of cameos. She Hulk is gonna be in it. Maybe um Hulk's son, you know. <laughs> um, apparently um. Um, uh, that villain from She-Hulk, um, what's her face? Uh, starts with a T. Titania? Titania is supposed to be in it, but that's not the big well, news I, know, I want to talk I know, about. Um, Wong is supposed to be in it now, too. So now we might well, see that, more that Wong. Th- that doesn't surprise me, because... Are we sure this is just... This, this series is being developed by Daniel Destin Crenn, who did Shang-Chi. Okay. And he had mentioned... That um, Trevor Slattery from uh, Shang-Chi and from Iron Man 3, he's going to be in the series. Yeah, but like I said, I don't know really nothing about Wonder Man. So this is about an actor. You know what? That actually would make a lot of sense. I'm just like telling you. To have Trevor in there, that actually would make a lot of sense. Because, I mean, Trevor Trevor Slattery, I mean, is an actor and, you know, and he's... So that would... The, the idea of him being an actor and to do it in this comedy format... You know, look, here's the thing. I have no problem if the MCU wants to start delving into comedy. Because guess what? The the problem with Thor Love and Thunder is not that the jokes weren't funny. The, it's jokes, too much. the jokes were hysterical. It was I, just too much. Not even that. I just feel like when you have somebody as, whose name is <laughs> Gore the God Butcher... Yeah, I he, would expect a serious tone. Like you could have your jokes, but yeah, like like. But that's the thing. That's that's the thing. That that goes back to my point. It's not that the jokes aren't funny. They are funny. There's too much. You, there's that imbalance. You know, like the jokes in Guardians of the Galaxy three. They're funny, but they never overshadow. How serious that movie overall is. Yeah. You know. The the jokes in the first Iron Man movie are funny, but they don't overshadow how serious the rest of the movie Open is. Open the fucking door. Nips <laughs> 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 use first bomb. Did you hear what James Gunn said about that by the way? No. Oh, so James Gunn did an interview where they asked him um, what did Kevin Feige had to say about the F-bomb. And they said, okay, so we showed him a cut of the movie and we showed him the F-bomb. And he goes, um, and he's like, yeah, I like it, but I got to ask you something. Um, do you want to be known as the director to to have the first, do you, want, do you want your movie to be known as the first MCU movie to have the F-bomb? And then James Gunn basically looked at him like, Kevin, look who you're talking to. Of course I that's what I want. I want. Of course that's what I want. Look, look here, Kevin. If my legacy in DC doesn't... And apparently, apparently, according to him, he was talking in the director's commentary. He got no pushback from Disney. No pushback from anybody on that F-bomb. I'm surprised. Disney? You know, maybe because we're doing Deadpool. Deadpool has to but be also, right there on But also, with a PG-13 movie, you can get away with at least one. You can get away with at least one. And keep in mind, they almost had one in Endgame. I don't know if you remember what I... Remember, 
fucking Tony, Iron Man? But no, Tony Stark was supposed to look at Thanos and say, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's going to be like, fuck you. You know? And all honestly, if he would have did that, I probably wouldn't have cheered. I probably would die in my ass. Oh, off. no. That, that would have, I would have been laughing too. But again, like, that's when you go back in and, like, does it totally fit the scene, you know? Like, like for me, if an F-bomb is going to be used in a PG-13 movie, you have to really make it work within the moment. Or else it's just like... that. Uh, or else it feels like, uh... Oh, like, like, for, like, in, like, in Justice League, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, there's a line that Cyborg says where he goes... He's talking to Wonder Woman. He looks at Wonder Woman and he goes, Fuck the world. And I went, oh, God, here we go. Ooh, ooh, look how... Look how edgy we are. Cyborg said, fuck the world. Like, it just, like, like, it's when that, when, when it's stuff like that, or like, in the Titans, the, in Titans, the first episode of Titans. Fuck Batman. When, when Robin looks at the camera and goes, fuck Batman. Like, look at everybody, look how edgy we are, everybody. Robin said, fuck Batman. I know. But yeah, no, like, ah. I want Deadpool already. <laughs> I just hope we'll end off that that, that segment. Oh, but, but oh my gosh, I can't believe. See, this is what happens when you when you're when you've already finished the show notes and then something big happens. Um, the director of Deadpool was being interviewed of Deadpool three. He was being interviewed. He said they're shooting most of this movie practically. They're shooting on real locations. <laughs> Like, they are actually shooting this on real locations. They're not using a lot of green screen. That they're trying to shoot it as practically as possible. So you're telling me that logo, I mean, that leak that, photo that logo, the That 20th... 20th Century Fox logo was actually built by people. I love you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but you know what's funny? is like, like, James Gunn did that, too, with Guardians 3. I mean, most of the... A lot of people seem to forget... A lot of the stuff in Guardians 3 was actually... A lot of those sets were actually built. You know, yes, they used green screen when they when they needed to, obviously. But there, there, that movie was also shot practically with real sets, real locations. Like, even Barbie was practically... Yeah. And, and hey, guess what? Guess what? Nobody... Like, guess what? Nobody's gonna notice if it's a practical or you know cuz guess what when i told when i told someone like my mom that most of these were practical sets you know what she said wow that's incredible i thought i thought they were i thought that was all cg no nobody's nobody's going to fucking notice nobody's going to fucking notice unless you have a green line across your actors <laughs> okay let me go ahead let me go and cut all right so now we're going to move on to the geeks corner and this is where I take a take any topic and I just talk about it. And you know, Michael, join me in the conversation if you if you if you need to get your two cents in. Me <coughs> give my two cents? I can do that's that. Not too, that's not too hard for you to do. <laughs> you are like I'm the shy one here. Um. So. So me me watching Blue Beetle a third time made me kind of think about the status. Of superhero movies and where they are right now, um, and what do I feel like superhero mo- films need to do to be great? Mm-hmm. You know, um, to be great again. You know, 
I mean, not to, you know, make superhero movies great again. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump, you broke out of prison. Oh, okay. Donald uh, Trump, what are you doing in my house? What, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in, you're supposed to be in jail right I'm now. I'm calling Get the cops. <laughs> um, oh, I know. They might shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so... You know we've had we've had some hit and misses this year when it comes to superhero movies. Um, we had Ant Man and the Wasp, which is bad, bad, bad. Um, we had Flash, horrible. We had uh, we had Guardians, which was great. Good movie, great, 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 great movie, great, great movie, great movie. Uh, we had the greatest um, movie of the year, um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Great movie, great. Did you the get it Flash, right yet? I did get it on Blu-ray. Actually, that was one of the two movies I bought on Blu-ray. Guardians three. Well, no, I didn't buy them. I uh, I got them as a birthday present from Monique. Oh, that's good. Because so, I had to rent that damn movie for us. I know, I know. I meant to buy it on my birthday, but <laughs> oh, well. you, you you but you rented it. It was a birthday gift for me. Yeah. You, you, um. Anyway, but Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse great. Then we get in the Flash, which. Depending on you, you ask. Some some might say it's great. Me. Um, some some people, Michael, might say it's bad. I just I um, don't. I I think you're the only person I ever heard say that it was a great movie. There's there's a few other people. I mean, James Gunn. James Gunn apparently thought it was the best movie. James Gunn. One of the best superhero movies he's ever seen. I think James Gunn was smoking. Um, did crack when he did that interview or something. Yeah. As someone who loves the movie. I don't agree with with that take, but whatever. Um, um, people, I mean, there are some people that are like weird things. I remember I was telling you about that TikToker that said Watchmen is the greatest DC movie. Like, but, like the Dark Knight does not exist. Yeah. Or like um, V for Vendetta is not know, a DC movie. But um, but also this year you had Blue Beetle, which was I like good. Which I like it too. I, I I think it's a good movie, but not like great. Like when I think of great comic movies, I think of. The Dark Knight, Logan, Spider Man Two, Sam Raimi's Spider Man Two, um, the first, the No first Way few, Home, the first couple of X Men films, um, No Way Home, um, the original Superman movie, um, oh. um, you know, No No Way Home. I guess you could put on that list as well. Kind of uh-huh. guess the disrespect, um, but you know. A lot, a lot of these superhero films, I feel like, unfortunately, have suffered from just getting too generic. Is that they are, let's set up a character in Act 1, gets his abilities at the end of Act 1, becomes a superhero, fights the bad guy, some, a, a big, big, incredible thing happens at the end of Act 2, and then... The climax is a fight with uh, with the bad guy who has very similar abilities as the hero. I mean, I I just I know what you're saying. Like they they unfortunately, and I saw this with Blue Beetle. Actually, I saw this with I started noticing this. No, I I've, I've been noticed the is the that... superhero <laughs> formula. It's especially when you're doing an origin movie. Most origin movies have the same formula, but. I just never thought of a way around it because it it is an origin movie. Yeah. The origin movie is is supposed to introduce you 
to the character and, and its and abilities. That's fine, but but you know, you've, we've had some great origin movies also. Like again, going back to Raimi's first Spider-Man movie, that's a great origin movie. Yeah, you know, but doesn't fall under that generic formula that we've seen hundreds of times. I just over. feel like it does. Does it not get introduced to to Peter? Peter gets his abilities. Yeah, but but it doesn't like like the, the like the the formula that I'm talking about is like we meet Jaime Reyes, okay? He gets his powers at the end of Act One. Act Two is him discovering what what his abilities are and all this stuff. And then Act Two ends with spoiler alert: his dad having a heart attack, dying, and then he gets kidnapped by the villains. I mean, I guess, and then he I... fights he fights um whatever the the guy's name at the end is. With the OMAC suit, which is basically the similar to his Blue Beetle, uh, to the Scarab. And they have this big CGI fight that you basically don't care about by the end of the, by the end of it, you just don't really give a shit about. Yeah. You know. He sacrificed himself. What I think superheroes need to do is, I think they need to go back to having stakes that are personal to the hero. And this is what I mean. This, this is what I mean. Follow me here. I think one of the best comic movies in recent years is the first Deadpool movie. Okay? At the end of the day, that movie is a love story. Yeah. You know? They, they, they start the movie with Deadpool saying, saying, my, my, my boyfriend said this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Um... And then he's like, first of all, I'm no hero. And this, what you're watching, is a love story. And to tell it right, we gotta go all the way back before I squeeze this ass into red spandex. <laughs> um, but, but, but the movie, at the end of the day, was a love story. It was pitched as a love story. You get an entire three-minute sex montage going through the holidays. International Women's Day. I totally forgot that. I totally forgot about that sex montage. Well, I'm you, not gonna you lie. forgot about International Women's Day? I forgot about it. And the close up of Ryan Reynolds face? No. 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 <laughs> um, but, um. But, no, it's like, it's like. Um. Uh. But that movie is, at the end of the day, is a love story. And what, what happens at the end of that movie? What's the third act fight about? Rescuing the girl. It's about him finally rescuing um, Vanessa from uh, Francis. You know. Wide Wilson. What's my name? Oh, I'm about to fucking spell it out for you. <laughs> and he, all the dead bodies, he spells his name out with all the dead bodies. Um... But you know, see, but that's what I mean by personal stakes. The stakes I feel like for a lot of these comic movies have now more become we have to save the world. Yeah. You know, Blue, Blue Beetle, I feel like what really would have made Blue Beetle like really work is if his sister was kidnapped by the villains or if his maybe his. His whole family was kidnapped by the by the villains, and no, because I should actually what you're saying is I actually see what you're kind of saying because like even in yeah. the, even in like the Raimi Spider Man, 
Green Goblin wasn't trying to take over the whole world. Yeah, no, it was, he was, you know, it's, it's about, like, what Green Goblin says in that film. The heart, Osborn. First, we attack his heart. What does he start doing? He starts going after the people that he loves. Uh, Aunt May's first, you know, finish, finish the prayer. prayer. Finish uh, it! Um, Mary Jane. Next person, Mary Jane. You know, like, even, even when Harry Osborn goes, you know, Norman... She loves Barbara. And how does he feel about her? Well, he's been in love with her since since the second grade. But it's in that moment he's like, Okay. I know I well now now I know the next person to go after. You know, that's the villain part of him like turning and it's like it's like that's what I think the superhero films need to go back to. We need to go back to having Real personal stakes. Because actually, I don't even think was Shang Chi still trying to take over the world. No, he wasn't. He was just trying to get his that was back. that was a, I, that villain came as a result of him like grief took over. Yeah, but and, he wasn't trying to take over. Like he, he wasn't trying, like save the world. To, and he was not trying to take over the world. He was trying to save his wife. By the end, by by that was what his ultimate goal was. Now, yes, he ultimately did want to reform the organization. His his Ten Rings organization and have it be as great as it once was, but by the end of that movie, it was about his wife. Like him going to that gate was about I need to save my wife. And the problem is that a lot of these superhero movies have just more become about the city's about to be blown up or destroyed. Oh, now the Earth is about to be destroyed. Oh, now the universe is about to be destroyed. Where it's it's le- it's or even like Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, like they're really not there to save the galaxy. No, they're like tr- they're they're trying to save Rocket. A yeah. majority of that movie is them trying to save Rocket. Like the High Evolutionary, I want to say until like he's act not really three. He's not really trying to destroy the world. He's, yeah. he's just trying to. He's he's his whole thing is he's trying to build a better universe, but he's not trying to destroy the world. He doesn't want to destroy the universe. He just wants to perfect it, you know. But wasn't he going to destroy that planet? No, but he does. He he destroys the humanimals planet. Yes, but that's a planet that he created and all that stuff. But 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 that's not what the main stakes yeah, yeah, of yeah. that movie. Like I'm talking about the main stakes. The of main the stakes film, was you know? him. Uh, it's them trying to save Rocket. Trying to save Rocket, and then even in the third act, it's not about them even trying to save the galaxy in the third act. In the third act, they're trying to save the kids. And then Rocket sees all these animals in cages, and then now it's about saving all the life forms that are on that ship. Even going to the point where there's a deleted scene where they save the High Evolutionary. And Rocket locks up the High Evolutionary in a cell. So yes, he's imprisoned on nowhere. So, oh yeah, I think he was telling me that. High Evolutionary is, according to James Gunn, still alive. And could possibly return in the MCU very soon. I mean... I'm hoping he becomes actually the next big... The next big bad. I hope... I I have... I have a, I have a certain... I have some news for you. Um... You're not gonna like it after Kang. The next big bad is Galactus. With a that's gonna be what what we're building with with the Eternals. Okay, so the next big bad is Galactus. 
All right, I just need you to know this, but I also need you to know this. Can we just, can we just focus on the X-Men in the next phase? No, you're getting Doctor Doom, and you're going to love it. I can't wait to see what the MCU <laughs> does with Doctor Doom. But anyway. Um, in Secret Wars, so, he's going to so kill here, Kane? So, so, so <laughs> that's what I feel like superheroes need, superhero movies need to do. We need to make the stakes about the character and, 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 and really make the stakes feel... Personal. So you, know? you say we need to go back to formula. <laughs> back to formula. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, but Michael, after after everything that I just brought up, okay. What do you personally feel like superhero films need to do in order to be as... And when I say great, I mean, think about what made The Dark Knight great. Think about what made films like Spider-Man No Way Home great. Think about what made um, the first Raimi Spider-Man movie great. Like, what do superhero movies need to do to be that again? I blew his mind, guys. Yeah. Oh, I don't have anything to say. Um, I eat my chicken nuggets. How dare you put me on the spot? Uh, so I honestly, um, to be great, I just think better writing sometimes because I feel like most superhero movies, they they can be good with different writing. Like honestly, the Eternals. I can't believe I'm about to say just about the damn Eternals. I think the concept was okay. There's certain parts in the movie I didn't like. I just think it should have been better. Or they should have been you like... You could have benefited from a better writer or... Yeah. I just think... And I do I do notice that some superhero movies have a formula sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially in the MCU. And you know, once you start noticing the formula, it kind of... It's kind of like... Uh, no. Which is... Honestly, this is what I'm about to say. You know how I talk about wrestling. Mm-hmm. One of my least favorite tag teams of all time are probably one of the greatest tag teams in many people's eyes. It's the Young, it's the young Bucks. Right. The reason I don't like the Young Bucks is because once you see a match of theirs, once you've seen all their matches, they do the same shit every match. They don't really... De- uh, deviate from their spots or anything like you could call like their spots like what they're about to do like right oh okay they're about to do the 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 triple dot the triple super kicks and everything you know mm-hmm. so like you could call that from a mile away and i feel like that's what the mcu problem is kind of at the moment it's sometimes you could really just it's predictable you can tell when okay here's when the bad guy's gonna show up oh and here's when he's gonna defeat the bad guy yeah um so yeah, I mean, and then you like what you said, more personalized stories. I feel like I, I I do I do notice like even in an origin story, probably shouldn't uh, probably shouldn't be world ending right right off the bat. Because um, I, I I get that's one of the ways to fall in love with a character, but you are kind of right because even like in the older ones, it wasn't back to Spider Man. Back to formula. But, like, could you imagine if Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie was about, um, <laughs> was about 
the the Earth is about to be blown up. And then all of a sudden you go to Spider-Man 2 and he's fighting Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah. Like, how much of a downgrade is that? Yeah, like, no, you're right. Like, that's my issue with the MCU Spider-Man movies, actually. I don't think is No Way Home was up... Is that they went from him fighting Vulture in his neighborhood. All of a sudden, now it's taking the Europe. Oh, and he's fighting the elementals. Oh, now it's Mysterio's tricks and all this stuff. And then, all of a sudden, knowing home, well, we gotta up the stakes now. How do we up it? Well, let's bring in the multiverse. But, I don't think with the No Way Home, I get what you're saying, but I didn't take that as him trying to save the multiverse like that. I thought, like, he was just trying to help him reform. I think that was just the soul, like, I don't want to... Well, yeah, that's... They, they... I'm not saying No Way Home is is a is a generic comic movie at all. I I I think No Way Home is probably the best of those three film. Uh, is actually no, I will say it's the best of those three MCU Spider-Man films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we um, we, we know your takes of far from far um, far from home. I'm just saying, like the problem with that trilogy as a whole, as a whole trilogy, it's we constantly have to up the stakes for Spider-Man instead of we constantly have to give him. Bigger, bigger stakes. You know, I kind of give them the pass on it, though. Oh, this is why I only give them the pass. Because he was in the fucking Avengers movies. That's the only reason. Like, once it. you hit, like, Endgame and you help take down Thanos, yeah. like, it's kind of hard to to go from Thanos to... Well, right. I mean, he was kind of... He's just throwing hands at Thanos. Now he got to fight. Now he's having problems with... Mysterio. With Mysterio... In New York. Yeah. It is kind of hard to do. I, I, I just feel like in people's minds, it's kind of like, oh, he was just throwing hands with Thanos like two movies ago. Like, yeah. you told me he's having problems with um, uh, parlor tricks, cheap tricks and parlor man. Right. Yeah. No, I get, I get it. I get it. But yeah, no, I'm not like, like that's, that's my personal issue is that I feel like, and also, I also I just feel like it might be that there's just too many. There's too many at this point. You know, I think one of the things that I hope DC does, and I think James Gunn is gonna do this, is not do origin stories. No, it's it's be careful on the amount of movies and TV shows you put out per year. I mean, is, I feel is, like Marvel's is, gonna cut back too. Is I think well, Bob Iger, that's one of his main goals. Is we're not going to focus on putting out as much content as possible. We're going to focus on making sure that the content is good before we put it out. Like, because, don't you get know. me wrong. And and James Gunn, and I feel like James Gunn will follow that too. Because, you know, yes, although Superman has a release date, none of the other DC films have release dates. But so, for all I, so for all we know, Superman Legacy could come out in 2025. And then The Authority could come out two years later, you know. I doubt that's going to happen. I think they're going to do like maybe like at least one a year. Well, yeah, obviously they're they're not going to wait two years to do another DC movie, but um, but at least like if even if we only get one movie a year, that's fine. That's fine because guess what? Marvel started out with one movie a year, then they went up to two. Once they got the ball rolling, and then, and then in Phase Three we got three movies a year, and that still wasn't too much. Yeah. But now it's like we've got three movie, three MCU movies and like 
last year I think we had like five Disney Plus shows from the MCU. If you count, if you count the two specials, the um, the the Werewolf by Night. And, I need um, you to know, I want them to do something. I want them to do something with Werewolf by Night. That mess was way too good for that fish to be a one-off. I need them to do something with oh that. Oh my gosh. You know what we need to do? We, we, need, to, we need to sit down and watch that with with with, uh, with, Maggie. with Maggie and Rocky again. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what their reaction is. Because <laughs> that, that, that was great. Dude, I, I watched Werewolf by Night. I had so much fun with it. Cause it reminded me of like those old school monster movies that, yeah. that you would find on like on like VH on like 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 my my aunt um, had um, all the old school monster movies on VHS right Frankenstein the Mummy all these old school monster movies and Werewolf by Night reminded me of watching at least because uh, I watched Frankenstein that was the one I watched with them. And it scared the shit out of me. But Werewolf by Night reminded me of watching something like that. Even by the way the acting was. Because like, yeah. like the acting felt a little bit 1930s-ish. Yeah, no, it really did. Um, And the editing. And even even the fact that... Even like the, the movie wasn't black and white. Yeah. And it was gory too. Like, yeah. Like they went all out on the violence. I mean that. I mean that's obviously part of the reason why they made it in black and white because they can get away with so much blood in a black and white uh, thing. Because of the children, you gotta think of the children, but, guys. But oh my gosh, dude! I, I hope they do something again. With I them. need I, them to do something with them because that for that to be a one of you know what is they could, criminal. They could, they could incorporate him into um, uh, Moon Knight. Because that's where Moon Knight made his debut, was in a Werewolf by Night special. Yeah. So they could incorporate him into, into Moon Knight. You can incorporate him into Blade. I was thinking Blade. I was like, um, I, when, when you, when you, before you said Moon Knight, I was thinking In fact, Blade. honestly, I have a theory about Blade. I think we might see um, Man-Thing. Is that what his name is? The, yeah. The Swamp Monster? I think we might see Man-Thing in, in, in Blade. I think so, too. Because... Cause I'm not gonna lie, he was my favorite part about Werewolf by Night was the relationship between him and Man Thing. I'm just like, oh, that's his pet. <laughs> that's like his. That's like his buddy. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, well, we know Marvel's gonna cut down. And I, I want to say this about the TV shows. I don't mind the TV shows as much. I think we get like two. Like, let's say Bob Iger cuts down one. To one movie, if we get like two shows a year, I'd be okay with that. Well, I this, just, year, this year we got two shows. Yeah. This year we're, we got... Well, no, we're getting three shows now this year because what if season two is dropping on Christmas? Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, we still got three shows, but, but again, at least they're spread out more. Yeah. And it's not like the second one ends, oh, here comes the next one, you know? Like within a month. Yeah. Like... Loki season one, season two is gonna have its moment to shine, and then we'll have what if you know, like Secret Invasion had its time to shine, depending okay. on what you ask. Well, uh-huh. let's totally be honest about Secret Invasion. It was literally the last episode, literally. What one through five was good. It's like with it's with most that is with most. MC Which shows. is why I have a problem with the six episode format. 
One through one through five are really great, and then it's that finale that they managed to fuck everything up. I'm just saying, why is Kane really a threat now when Gaia has every fucking power in the fucking universe? Even characters who weren't even there, like Ghost. Yeah. I don't know how they got their DNA. Like how? How do they get Ghost DNA? Or Frost Giants. That's the one when she did that, I was like I almost put on Endgame just to make sure a Frost Giant wasn't there, because I'm like how? I did watch the Battle of Endgame to see what was who was there and who was not there. And a Frost Giant was not there. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Alright, should we move on to your to your gaming chair? Bro, she if she summon if she if she gets Mjolnir and has the power of lightning, I'm I'm just gonna I'm, I'm Well she's got Cap's power, so I mean she could be worthy. Oh god ish I swear to god ish. I mean at least she can't have Atman's powers, right? It's not in his blood. It's the soup. <laughs> she's gonna shrink by the next movie, isn't she? <laughs> We're going to find out that she has Ant-Man powers. What if she's in the Marvels? Can you imagine if she shows up in the Marvels and she starts flying around and all of a sudden we're like, Oh, okay, you're here. Yeah, go fight that thing. No, that's, that's, that's how they end the movie. That's how they solve the problem. <laughs> anyway, alright. I think it's time, Michael. I think it's time we strap in and uh, we... Uh, well, not strap in, but, you know, you... you it's time for Michael's gaming chair. Uh, watch out for the trash can. <laughs> and it's time for the 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 newest the 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 part of the show that we simply call MJ's gaming chair. This is the one and only part of the show where Michael sits down and tells us everything going on in the world of video games. So Michael, without so Michael. Take it away. What's going on in the world of video games? Okay, guys. So we have two weeks to catch up on. Um, so thing number one, there was a direct last week. Um, a couple of remasters and remakes are coming up. Um, first one I was going to talk about was Mario vs. Donkey Kong. I don't know if you played that game on the Game Boy. It's the little toy versions. You know, your toy Mario. You got to save Peach and I've, Donkey Kong's throwing things. I've heard of it, but I've never played it because okay. I didn't have a Game Boy. That's getting a remake or a remaster. Um, so that's one of the ones that they highlighted at last week's Direct. Yes, guys, I know there there was a PlayStation that was more focused on any games. I know they dropped some Spider-Man things that I kind of read up on. I'll talk about that later. The, the, the Direct was more of a big one. Um, also, um, they announced Princess Peach's uh, Princess Peach's game title is called, um, what was it called? It looks very interesting, by the way. So why, why, uh, look up the name. Um, it's like, it looks like it takes place in a play. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it. It's Peach's new game. Um, it looks like, like, she's, like, in a play, and she has, like, all these different forms and everything. Um, what is the name? It's not until, oh, it's called Princess Peach. Uh, Princess Peach Showtime. She has like a ninja form now. So yeah, she'll have like a ninja. Um, Showtime. 
I'll show you some of the forms. Like this is what it mean when it looks like a play. One day, a loyal toad presented a flyer advertising a show at the Sparkle Theater. She's like saving the okay. show. Princess Peach and some toads went to go see it. But then And the sour bunch suddenly made their grand entrance and took center stage. I know, she's fighting sour patch kids. Now it's up to Peach and the <laughs> fighting sour patch. See look, it's like it's like you're in the play though. Peach can use the power of She has a, a ribbon against the sour bunch. So she has powers now. Yeah, the the ribbon. So it's like a power up. But the ribbon so also gets her forms. Ah, I know, huh? So she also has like um, power ups. So Peach transformed into Sword Fighter Peach. By transforming, she can use fantastic okay. shows. So, I mean, it's those, yeah. It doesn't look like a terrible. It looks like it could be fun. Yeah. You know, Detective Peach. She's Batman. Uh, oh, first thing I thought you were going to call Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu, you know. Turn into Patissier Peach. Patissier Peach. From a sugar crash. I don't know what was what that one was for, but yeah. I said ninja, I meant martial arts speech. She's Bruce Lee. I wonder if she learned how to. I wonder. I wonder if she learned martial arts the same way the Ninja Turtles did in the, you know, Mayhem. Oh, with the eighties. With, with with watching Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> and then the next seems, thing. That goes... seems like that seems like, a, seems like a, still seems like the wrong kind of message to put out. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not gonna get into that debate. We we got into that debate too many times <laughs> in this household. <laughs> and then um, Tomb Raider. The that first... one, this one I did hear about the first three. Yeah, games the first are... three. The one that Angelina Jolie plays, not the newer ones. The ones that basically started the yeah, franchise. Yeah, the one that started the franchise. They're coming to the Switch. I suggest if you haven't played those, go ahead and play them. They are fun. They're going to have two versions. One with the polygon, so it's like you're playing the original. They're going to have a remastered version with updated graphics. So it just depends if how you want to play it on the graphics side. Um, The other thing I want to talk about is... Did you have a GameCube growing up? No. So, I know you're planning on getting a Switch soon. It's a good time, what from what I'm saying, um, or maybe not. There, there is rumors that Switch Two is coming out. The rumors have started again um, because I think it's a, it's around that period. Like a new, like a whole new console, like a whole new. Switch. No, it's going to be a Switch, but a more powerful version of the Switch. So it's going to be kind of like a version of like a PlayStation Two. Yeah. Um, from from what the rumors are saying, so. Um, but, uh, what I was about to say? Oh, yeah. So, one of my favorite games on the GameCube, other than Metroid. By the way, still no Metroid 4 news. I get on, one day you'll hear me writing about that when it's not a heavy news week. Um, yeah, I know, I just promised them a rant. I know they're gonna be happy about that. Um. Because they so loved your last rant. <laughs> Paper Mario and a thousand years. He was wrong. <laughs> Paper Mario and a thousand year door is getting a remake. Now, for the un for the uninitiated, you, you uncultured twine out there. If you don't know what Paper Mario the thousand what, year door is, explain what Paper Mario and the thousand year door is. It's basically a Mario game, but he's made out of paper. 
<laughs> Anything else you can say about the plot? No, I want you to play it. I want you to be fully surprised. It's actually a very good game. It's a. It's not like a basic Mario game. It's like a RPG, right? Kind of style. Um, so it's not like a kind of like um. What was that one for the Nintendo Six? I think it's called Super Mario. Super Mario sixty four. Kind of like that. Yeah. So you're not like. It's not like your. It's not your traditional Mario game, but mm-hmm. it's it, it is Mario, yeah. and I really like it. I mean, like this one, you actually team up with a Goomba. Hmm. Yeah, you team up with a Goomba. It's very weird. I love it. Um, and there's like um has side scroll. It's not like a typical side scroller, so. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, what else I wanted to talk about um, before I get on the Elder Scrolls Six? Um, what else big news? Oh, Pokemon Till Mask came out. Everybody DLC it dropped last week. Um, if you haven't got it, go get it. Um, I heard it's really good. I'm actually going to get it probably next week, and I'll probably give you an update by it. Some Pokemon came out. Ursaluna Blood Moon. It's going to be like a Greninja's um, Ash Greninja in the game. So it's not like if you get an Ursa Luna. And if you don't know, for all you uncultured people, um, Ursa Ring from Johto has a new evolution um, called Ursa Luna. Um, there's an apple in this game. And it's a vault form. It's a dipped apple called Diplin. Yes. I know you didn't know this, but yes. He's adorable. And they made a matcha tea, a ghost type, that sucks the soul out of children. Yes. I'll show you that later. Wow. Uh, people sucking the soul out of children, my, 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 my favorite thing. <laughs> that sounds creepy. I just, it, I, it really I did. Take, I should take that back. It sounds it, creepy. It really did. Um, um, what else came out? Um... Just a random side topic, though, before you get before you continue with the the world. You 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 want to know what's an underrated video game? What that I just pulled up just now, Spider Man. That this 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 version. You ever played this Spider Man game? Yeah. Oh my gosh! This is I mean, black. First of all, Black Cat. First of all, have you seen Black Cat in Ultimate Spider Man? I have not. No. I got a show. I'm sorry, guys. We got. I'm sorry. We we just got distracted with. Was Black Cat, but I mean, I, mean, come in, look, I, look I think at, they understand. Look, 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 look at Black Cat from this image. I mean, Spider Man's crabs now. Like, ooh, let me get a little closer. The thing I remember about this game is that if you if you if you didn't like swing to the next building, so like if you fell just below this this like um, faded spot below the screen, then all of a sudden it would cut to Spider Man falling and be like, ah. <laughs> That's why I kind of. That's why Spider Man Two is probably my favorite one. Um, I think the I think the original, the one that was based off the first Sam Raimi movie, is my favorite. Well, that's this one. No, no, this no, no, this one's not based on the this. This one is based off the um the nineties uh cartoon. No, because the the one that's based off the because the one that's based on the Sam Raimi one that's this one right here. Yeah, but even if that one, if you swing off, that one had the same thing. If you swing. Um, but it, no, because because this one had the had the um you're you're swinging, but there's no buildings around, so you can like swing. Apparently, your webs are attaching to the clouds. 
Spider-Man Two, uh, the game is when they changed that though. Was when yeah, yeah, you like, get you get hit on the you like get hit you, the you, you the have, street. You have to have a you, that you have to have the um, the buildings in order to swing. And um, you could beat uh, Rhino in um. Oh, was that in two? I thought that was in. That I, was in two. I thought that was in the first one. No, that was in two. Because you tie up Rhino. I know Spider-Man 3, they tried to do, like, a bunch of... They, they tried to have, like... Lizard, I think, was in it at one point. In, in Spider-Man 3, the game. Was it one of the shadows? Oh, first of all, have you seen Edge of Time, Spider-Man? I mean, Edge of Time, Black Cat. Well, well, there's the future Mrs. Uh, Zeke the Geek. Oh, really? Uh, future Mrs. Zeke the Geek right there. Woo wee. Even Spider Man's looking like, oh, oh, girl, let me help you up there. Let me, let me uh, get a little closer. There is one Spider Man game that she has, and it's like, um, Spider. if you choose the evil route with Spider Man, I thought it was Ultimate Spider Man. Like, he gets with Black Cat, and, like, he, like, like, uh, she's, like, venomized and everything. She, mm. oh, my God. We should probably get back to this. Oh. This topic, though. <laughs> we, I'll show we you got, later. We got distracted. Um, so, let's see. You talked about something about apples. Oh, yeah. Um, Apple has a new form for anybody who cares. Um, called Dipple. Um, Oh, basically, in this, uh, in the new Spider-Man game, there's fall damage. There's a report that came out that there's going to be fall damage in the new Spider-Man game. So, if, um, if Peter doesn't, um, if I don't get, if I fall off a building and, uh, I land on my back and Peter, if that's this Peter doesn't get up and go, my back, like he, how he does Spider-Man 2, I'm going to be very ashamed. Oh. So one of the oh, my back. yeah, um, like you like everybody knows. I wanted this game. I want him to yell shocker, shocker, get back here, here shocker. shocker. <laughs> you can't run me. <laughs> I need him to do that. Um, but one thing that came out that a lot of people are pissed off about mm-hmm. me, me including. Elder Scrolls 6 is not coming to the PlayStation. That this is one of my biggest fears when I found out Microsoft bought Bethesda. I mean, yeah, I said their name correctly. No. Um, when I found out they bought them out. And I feel like this is only things to come. Um, because apparently, um, after this Call of Duty contract coming out, Call of Duty might just be an Xbox exclusive. Because really? the Activision deal went through. It went through in America. Everybody's still trying to figure out if it's going to so, go. So what? So what does the Activision like? What does this deal do? Like what? Like as somebody who's not so attached, Xbox owns Activision, so, so they, it's under their banner. So it's under their. So it's under their. Okay. So everybody just waiting to see because in the USA the deal went through, but not in Europe. So Europe is the only people who could probably block it necessarily. I don't. I don't like. I don't so, think. So PlayStation could never. They can make a could never 
own a Call of Duty game under their under their. They can, but it's act now is going to be actively just Xbox's yeah. call if they're going to get it or not. They have to get approval from Xbox. Okay. Because as of right now, I mean, like they're and under Xbox contract. is going to want to build their brand. They're not going to want to be like. Eh, well, yeah. We as can... you can see, what they're doing right now. Yeah. With Elder Scrolls Six not coming to. So Elder Scrolls Six is under that banner too. So it's so because uh, Xbox bought Be- Bethesda. Beth- oh, Bes- uh, yeah, I yeah. Remember, yeah. So they bought them. So that's why a lot of people when that when I deal with through a lot of people are like, oh well, uh, we better get our fucking Elder Scrolls in on the PlayStation. The news came out that we're not. So I know a lot of people have been hot about that. Because a lot of people who I know are on the side, like, except for... Because Xbox has kind of been trying to buy a lot, out a lot of companies. I think I have only played one Elder Scrolls. And better than five. Um, Skyrim? Skyrim, yes. I've played Skyrim. Yeah. That's the one that... Macho Man, Randy Savage Dragon? What? You don't know about that? So, there's a official mod. A mod is on the computer you can, like... Right. Yeah. Mod it in. Okay, so you do know what a mod is. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Dragon. No, Macho Man. There's a dragon. Mm-hmm. That that's Macho Man, Randy Savage. So what uh, was the dragon? Just and it was out? actually in a oh. commercial. Oh yeah. Yes. The Macho Man. No, oh, it was man. actually in a legit commercial to promote the game. Oh my. Gosh. You never seen it? I've never seen this. I've never seen this before. Um, but yeah, no, I am familiar with Elder Scrolls because, um, I mean, Skyrim, I, I mean, I was playing that all the time. And especially once my once my older brother was telling me, you need to play this game, it's so much fun. So. But. I think it was a commercial. I, I thought I saw it on TV. But uh, I gotta show you the dragon. Uh, I'll show you it later. We got a lot to talk Come about. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, a lot of people been talking about that. So now, like, it might be news that, um, you know, I I think a lot, a lot of people are now concerned that Call of Duty or any of the Activision games so, that might so just be you, Xbox. All you Elder Scrolls fans, I mean, it's coming on PC, guys. So, so sorry to break it to you, but it won't. It you, won't win on the you, PS5. If, if you bought a PlayStation Five hoping to play Elder Scrolls Six. Just get a um, PC. Tough, tough, tough luck. Just get a PC. Um, honestly, I feel like sell no. your play, sell your PlayStation Five. I'll buy it off you. I'll, I'll buy your, I'll buy your PlayStation Five off you. He he just wants it for Spider Man, guys. I just want it for Spider Man. I don't give a shit about any other game. Just, not 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 the Wolverine game that's coming out. No, the Wolverine game probably, but but I don't really give a shit about it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm one day I'm gonna call him over his house. It's gonna be like five years in the future, and he's still gonna be playing Spider Man. I just like swigging through. I'm on my hundredth playthrough. No, dude, I'm telling you because my I remember for one year of my birthday, I didn't even, you know, because you know in my in my household we had to share everything, so I had to share the PlayStation Four with my with, with my with my brothers. My my I only had one game for the PlayStation Four. No, two games. I had Injustice Two, and um, Uncharted Four. Literally, those are the only two games I ever played were Injustice 2 and, <laughs> and, and Uncharted 4. You could have Spider-Man. I'm, I, see, I'm still debating whether or not I want to buy myself a 
5 or a 4. Get the 5. The new Spider-Man is only going to come out for the 5. is a bit different. I know, but, but the 5 is so expensive. Get the fucking 5. It's too expensive. Get the fucking 5. It's too expensive, and I'm going to go and I pay my bills. You're speaking broke right now. <laughs> and I don't speak broke. Anyway, um, okay. he's saying this, guys, but I don't speak broken. Um, uh, translate for me. Hey, wait, I just realized what you said. Who said I was wrong in my rant? And in which rant I was wrong in? You don't show me those people's names. I'm never wrong. Uh huh. So, um, uh, any other any other news before we get to that before, the big before, one? Before we get to the the big one, uh, I said fall damage. Oh. Mortal Kombat came out this week, guys. So go ahead and... uh, Amazing (laughs) I just showed him... Before we started recording, I showed him um, Baraka's fatality because he was playing the Campfire Song song. Uh, So basically, his fatality is... um, One of his fatalities is... He, like, raises you over a thing of fire and starts ripping you apart, right? Like... Yeah. And they all eat you. That's basically what it is. And... There was a clip on uh, TikTok that I showed him that had the campfire song song in in the background. Are you going to play it? Oh my god, he's going to play it. I call this one the campfire song song. Let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song. Our C-A-U-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. S-O-G song. Just sing along. Um, bum, bum. It's so easy, so be a fire, so easy, so if you don't need to come fast and faster than you're all in you just sing along. Give me a fire, so easy, so don't be a fire. Good. It will help. It will help if you just sing along. Are you, are you are you proud? Proud yeah, of yourself? I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm okay. so proud of myself. He 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 found out SpongeBob had a had a CD, guys. I thought that. I no, had... I I've known they had a CD because my parents own that CD. We used to listen to it on car trips. For some reason, he's he's been playing. Sponge. I rediscovered my nostalgia. <laughs> uh, I, I you know what you know what it was. Remember, remember last time we were doing this show, I mentioned that I watched the SpongeBob movie. Yeah, I think that made me open up my like as soon as I did that because then I ended up getting Paramount Plus and I started rewatching. I the thought first... you, I thought you had Paramount Plus. No, oh. I was I was always borrowing people's passwords, um, but I I finally got Paramount Plus and I started re going through the first three seasons of SpongeBob, basically just watching all those episodes. Cause it's just like I'm I'm just like going through my nostalgia phase right now, like watching everything that I used to watch when I was a kid. That Drake and Josh, iCarly, it's spherical. Uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron, it's spherical. What? It's spherical. It's spherical. Spherical. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Or um. Or what? Oh yeah, when Josh is talking about the game thing, it's spherical. Um, I thought you knew what I was doing. I, I, it took me a while to put piece it together, but um. Did you ever hear the rumor about uh, the game sphere? By the way, but, but you know what I did watch though recently? 
sorry, we gotta get back to this gaming thing, but but I I was I was watching the Jimmy and Timmy Power Hour specials. In the second one, Carl's a is a really big creep. Cause they shrink at the end of that they shrink Professor Calamitous and Carl's carrying him in this bucket. He goes up to Wanda at, at the school dance and he's like and Wanda has this this look of disgust and uncomfortability. All of a sudden, points the wand at Professor Cla- and turns Professor Calamitous into Jimmy's mom. And and here's Carl. Hi, Mrs. Neutron. <laughs> that man's going to jail. That man better. Someone arrest that guy right now. Someone arrest that kid he was right gonna, now. You was gonna dress up as him. I was gonna. I, I, I was gonna worship at the altar of <laughs> Carl Weaver. <laughs> Um, we should probably get back to this thing. Oh yeah, so the uh, the last thing we want to talk about is the SAG after I start voting on the video. The game video strikes. game actors are now voting for strike authorization, and they're uh, game on pause. Um, so right now we don't know what's happening as of recording. I haven't heard of, anything as of, as of recording. Um, they have, I want to say it's, we have to look it up. I, uh, let me see. Because uh, as a recording, to my knowledge, I haven't heard anything about the, uh, the vote going through yet. Let me see. But everybody, just be prepared for those video game pushbacks. Except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man's way too close not to not get pushed back. Um, so, this will not be the... This won't be... By the way, fun fact, this won't be the first time video game actors have gone on... I never heard of it, they, but also, they held, They held a... Um, 11-month strike between 2016 and 2017... Which eventually led to an agreement to improve working conditions. Um, and then uh, they talked about SAG after joining the uh, Okay. SAG after uh, uh, also known as the Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, has bargain sessions uh, scheduled with video game companies. Okay. Members have until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday, September 25th, to submit their votes. So the last day to submit your votes will be on Monday at 5 p.m. So as a recording, we don't know anything. So at this point... But we'll figure it out Monday. and, and And once they vote for an authorization, this is just for a, if we can't get a deal... Then we're, we're gonna go. This is basically giving them permission to go on strike. You know, if if a deal doesn't get reached, you know, same with that. Same thing with what put the writers on strike. Same thing will put the act, what put movie act, movie and television actors uh, on strike. So, so yeah, I mean, it's looking more and more impossible that this uh, this could happen. Um, you're the gaming expert. I mean, I. Would, what like you're you're I mean you talked a lot about it the last time we mentioned it yeah but that, uh, that you were that you were kind of it's it's eh I'm I'm in between I mean like fuck big companies still get your money but then also like 
I don't know because AI is probably influencing gaming a lot. I feel like it's kind of a different task than no. It's used. It's it. It's it's actually been used quite a bit in game late as of late. You know, in in recent in recent years. I I actually don't think you can make a video games without AI because no. AI is just a computer generated program and video games are just computer generated fucking programs. You know, so I mean. Yes, get your money, but I mean, I I just don't know. I I actually have to look up like what they're trying to get other than better working conditions, because they're going to go like, oh, we don't want AI to be used in certain shit that I think is different than in video games and in movies because, yeah. and then I felt like you're going to get paid based off if it's paid based off of video games, like up the base pay. Yes, but if it's just, oh, well, residuals on the residual side, I feel like video games, it's kind of like, eh, because I feel like it it should be depending on game sales. Now, how are you going to do with the free-to-play models? Like, you know, um, Overwatch is now a free-to-play model, Um, Fortnite and all that. That, I mean, Fortnite, they don't really use um, VAs like that, so it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortnite, yeah, they have, Fortnite, I mean, Overwatch has VAs, because they have voice lines in the game. So it depends on how they want to do the free-to-play models, but, like, you know, your Spider-Mans and shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that I feel like game sales, because a game can bomb. Like, it, I don't think it should be off of, oh, they're still playing this game, like, because people play old games a lot. So, like, it, it's just automatically dependent on how they want to do that. But right, I feel like that should be based off of sales and, and, and anything and, else. And I will say this: the the video game actors going on strike is not going to impact the video game industry as much as like the movie and television. Yeah, no, actors. but I, I feel because, like because because the only thing that's going to stop is any video games that are currently working with actors right now. Yeah, like. So, like, indie games, they're still going to get pushed through. I'm talking about those big title games that everybody's looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're probably going to be the ones that get pushed back. No. Um, but, all right, we should probably move on. Uh, so, we are, uh, that's it for your gaming That's segment. it for my, my, and I was um, actually in the gaming chair this week, guys. So, uh, we are now going to move on, and, and we are going to talk about our top ten Sometimes someone's top six favorite Studio Ghibli films. All right, guys. So I'm going to start things off by naming off my honorable mentions, and then I'll go into my 10 through six, uh, 10 through seven. Sorry. All right. My honorable mentions real quick. Porco Rosso. Uh, it's a good Studio Ghibli film, just not top 10 worthy. The Cat Returns. Uh, good movie. Good movie. Not not top 10 worthy. Tigress is going to kill you for that one. Um, yeah, I know she. I know she probably is. Um, uh, don't and worry, I'll tell Maggie too. And then The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, again, really good movie, just not one of Studio Ghibli's best, in my opinion. Have you watched that, that new one, though, the 3D one? That one kind of, I haven't watched it, but that one, I don't know. It looks See, weird. I don't know if that one's, that one wasn't a part of the lineup when I, when I was looking up the official list. But it is under the Studio Ghibli banner. Yeah... <laughs> But it wasn't under that list because I I had a, I looked up a list of Studio Ghibli films, and I didn't see that one listed there. But um, okay, here are my top ten. Uh, number ten, Castle in the Sky. Um, very good movie. Uh, 
beautiful film. Animation still holds up. Um, I mean, I feel like that's all the animation. Incredible, incredible um, uh, movie. You're going to hear me say the animation's beautiful for a lot of Studio Ghibli films because in every movie they've made, the animation is just incredible. No, it really is. Um, Number nine, The Secret World of Arietti. This is a movie that I thought, um, when it was being promoted heavily on the Disney Channel, I thought kind of looked really generic and didn't look that great. Um, in fact, I was—I remember watching it, watching the trailers, thinking, "So this is this looks like a ripoff of Ponyo," because it's like it had that element of um, mythical creature becomes friends with a uh, with a human, causes problems, all this stuff. But Secret World of Arietti is actually really... There's a lot more under the surface. And it's a very... Uh, um, it's a really well-made film. And um, um, and the dub actually is really good. You know, I, I, I've i seen both versions. Like the, both the, the sub and the dub for a lot of um, these films. I'm going to let you know. Um, Studio Ghibli films are legit the only animes other than like old animes. Like Yu Yu Hakusho and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like legit the only ones I watch in, in dubbed. I've never seen a Studio Ghibli film dubbed. See, sub. see, there's a couple of them that are really good with dubs, like, um, um, like Secret World of Arietti is a good dub. I actually didn't know um, they put that Por- on Disney Porco, Channel. Porco Rosso is a is a good is a good dub. Um, there's a few on my list that I'll mention later that are. Pretty good with the with the sub with the 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 sub the English subtitles, but the uh, but for me yeah I'll I'll mostly watch them with the English with the English dub. Still can't believe till this till I got this list today. Still can't believe I have not watched ten Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, it's uh, that's I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. surprised cause you're because you're the you're you're the bigger anime person. Anime person. I, I, I when you sent me the list, I was sitting there. I was like, see, I I didn't start getting into anime until I started watching um, Chris Stuckman, because Chris Stuckman has a whole segment of his YouTube. He has a whole playlist on his YouTube channel dedicated to reviewing animes. Oh, so Zeke, while I'm thinking about it, I have to show you the most funniest anime I've ever seen in my life. It's called Ghost Stories. Oh, you'll have, you have to show me that um, after, probably after the show. Yeah. Um, okay, my number eight was one of the last films that uh, Studio Ghibli unfortunately made before they were kind of uh, bought out because they unfortunately were not making the money that they were supposed to, that they were making to survive as a company. This is the last one of the last films they put out when Marnie was there. This is a very good film. Um, a really great film about uh, about uh, child about uh, uh, about growing up, uh, come, uh, like a coming of age story. Um, I remember when I watched it, it literally brought me to tears. I was like, "Wow, this is really strong and and um, emotional." And that's another word you're going to hear me throw out a lot when it comes to Studio Ghibli films. Emotional. You know, they are not afraid to really hit you with the emotions. Um, uh, And sometimes with some of their films, like the one I'm going to get into a little bit later, it's sometimes very tragic. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Incredible Fireplace. Um, 
But yeah, uh, when Marnie was there, it was one of those films that, that brings me to tears every time I watch it. Um, number seven, Kiki's Delivery Service. I can't kick you. I can't kick you out. I, I can't kick you out. I can't kick you out. I've only seen six movies. So I really can't kick you. I, I said I can't kick you out. Now, if there's a movie... Is Kiki's Delivery Service one of the ones you have seen? Yeah. Look, here's the thing with Kiki's Delivery Service. It's a very, very good movie. Very, very good movie. It's just one of the ones that every, every time I look at it, I go, Oh, I remember. Oh, now oh, now I remember that. Like, I look at it, I'll look at an image from it, and I'm like, what is that? And then I'll look at, like, a title. Like, they'll put the title below, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's what that is. I just I can't kick you out for I, for I, me for me it's definitely it's just one of those hysteria it's, it's movies just, it's just one of, it's just one of those movies that I always forget about from time to time but that being said a really good movie really good movie and visually stunning to watch um and uh uh the the main character has one of my like uh, Kiki has is just one of the best costumes for any characters that that red that red bow tie with with like with her with her blue little outfit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I really I I like I like Kiki's Little Service, just not as good as some other ones that I'm gonna talk about pretty soon. Um, so that's, is that my seven, or did that... Yeah, those are my seven. Uh, so, ten, Castle in the Sky, nine, Secret World of Variety, eight, When Marnie Was There, and seven, Kiki's Delivery Service. So, do you want to move on to, do you want to start with number six? I'll start off with number six. Uh-huh. So, hey guys, I finally get to jump in. Yeah, You finally get to jump in. Number six. Banyo! We're in the same conversation. That's my number six. Ponyo! That's, that's my number six, yeah. Um, I love Pom... You know, we had watched this together just recently, yeah, too. Yeah, and you... Sh- I, this was... And it, surprisingly, was my first time watching it. I've seen clips of it. I had never seen the whole thing all the way through. It's so, it's so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. And it's so... I love this movie so much. I... I, I like was, how the mom hates the dad. I was sitting there. <laughs> I was sitting there in this movie, and even from the first bit, I'm already yelling at the screen. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, poor Ponyo. Ponyo loves. Like I'm over here yelling at poor Ponyo. Like, no, we was laughing at the mom. Yeah, because she, she she was pissed at the dad. <laughs> um, Honey, I can't come in tonight. What you mean you can't come in? <laughs> Um, yeah, if she was Aunt May, she probably would have given you a lot more than probably would have found found your applesauce and probably put some put some put some of that red pill in your applesauce, <laughs> or or you know made made him a special meatloaf. Made him a special meatloaf. <laughs> um, but Ponyo the animation's gorgeous. Like yeah, um, even some of the underwater stuff is Love really it. really great. Um. Yeah, kind of, uh, you know, I I heard a lot of people compare it to Little Mermaid, and I'm like, eh, yeah. not really. It's, it's not really. Ponyo's definitely not a mermaid. It's not, it's not really a fair comparison, because 
Ponyo possesses more of that child. That, yeah, the child. That child innocence. You know? So, like, that five to eight-year-old energy. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like I could get why people say it, because everybody says Ariel possesses that, too. But I think she was just more curious. Yeah. Then... Plus, plus, you know, she has a line in it where she's like, I'm 16. I'm not a child. Oh, that technically... Until I mean legally, until you're 18. I mean, no, no, no. Some states, in some countries, in some countries, just just putting it out there. But if it was in the, if this was America, uh, yeah, she ain't she ain't an adult at 16. Um, but uh, but yeah, Ponyo is my number six. Love Ponyo, just so, so adorable. Yeah, Ponyo loves what the fuck's his name again. Well, it's not. I almost said Sasuke, but that's that's Naruto. I forgot. That's Naruto. Sorry, I forgot his name. But Ponyo loves blah blah blah. You looking up his name? Yeah, now I'm looking up the the movie. Uh, uh, Feel like we made fun of it too. Sosu Sosuke? That or maybe I'm maybe I'm looking. Maybe that's what Look I'm up the actual characters. Let me go to Wikipedia because Wikipedia is never wrong. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Sosuke. Sosuke. Ponyo loves Sosuke. That's why you thought Sasuke. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I was close. You yeah, know, he was. Just different, just different pronunciations. Her um, dad kind of pissed me off. I was like, oh, how dare yeah, he? Liam Neeson voices the the dad in the in the dub. <laughs> you know that that son of a bitch. Hey. Uh, don't talk about Liam Neeson like that. He's trying I, to figure out the Rubik's Cube. I, I, he's trying to figure out the, the Rubik's Cube. What are you talking about? <laughs> I got him confused with somebody else. <laughs> you got him confused with Nicholas Cage. Yes. <laughs> no, he's, 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 you know, now, if you'll excuse me, I, I, like, Liam Neeson's probably recording this dub for, <laughs> for Ponyo. Okay, this has been fun, guys, but I have to, I have to hurry up. I, I gotta return as Lion Jesus pretty soon. I gotta do some more... ADR for Narnia. I, I got a voice the Lion mm-hmm. Jesus. Wait, what movie was it? Nicolas Cage or Liam Neeson? I was having a movie about himself fighting. It was Nicolas Cage, where he's where he goes out over to another country. Pedro Pascal <laughs> plays his number one fan. You know they lo- they both love Paddington too. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? No, but oh I think... Oh my god. I saw the trailer for it. There's a scene where um, Nicolas Cage is like... I Can you stop dodging the question and just answer it? What is your favorite movie? You know, what is your third favorite movie of all time? And then Pedro Pascal. Paddington 2. <laughs> what? <laughs> Paddington 2? And he's like... I. <laughs> I cry every time I watch it. It made me want to become a better man. Bullshit, man! <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> Paddington 2 was fucking incredible. And then Pedro Pascal, I fucking told you. <laughs> um, but no, Ponyo. Ponyo's great. Yes, Ponyo's great. Um, My number five, uh, or do you want to move on to number five? I guess my number five will be Kiki's Delivery Service. So this is your top. This is your, your. Oh, well, I only seen six movies. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna kick me out for this one. I can't kick you out. 
There's there's one movie in particular you might get kicked out for. But so far you're doing good. You're doing good placements. If it's not in your top three, top so, two, so why, top so one. Why is, so why is Kiki's Delivery Service in your, in your number five spot? I mean, visually stunning. I love the costume. I, I just always like the movie. And then, you know, just... It's Kiki's Delivery Service. Actually, this is my friend Raph's favorite movie, too. My friend Raph. He'll, he'll die on the hill that this is his favorite movie. And I think I have, like, uh, a little other connection to it. With um, remember I went to the Studio Ghibli exhibit. Mm, this yeah. was this was one of the movies I was playing in there. Oh really? They had my neighbor, Castle in the Sky. They had a small graveyard of the Fireflies exhibit. Um, that some sketches of Cat Returns, mm-hmm. but like the one the movies I had big ones. My neighbor Toshiro, you're gonna see where that placement is on my yeah. list. I By can, the way, I, my I neighbor can, is Torture. I can kind of guess where it is. And the uh, Spirited Away was there. So yeah, I mean I know you've seen like the little thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So is that it? That's that's all you. Yeah, so I got it. I mean, I don't like because with Ghibli movies, oh, that I could I could keep talking about the animation for every movie. Yeah. They hold up till this day. They do. Yeah. I mean, and and honestly, I'm not gonna lie, kind of look better than CGI. I I kind I kind of wish, I kind of wish like some movies actually go back to the hand drawn animation style sometimes. Like well, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had we've had like Spider Verse has done yeah has, has implemented it. Um, Puss in Boots definitely did it recently. Um, uh, the bad guys did that same thing. I mean, um, see, I haven't seen those. Um, I'm sure Paw Patrol is gonna do no, no, they're not. Are you saying we're we're seeing Paw Patrol? No, we're not gonna go see Paw Patrol. Is Chase on the case? But did you hear what they're doing for Paw Patrol? No. They got a Dora the Explorer short film playing in front of it. A CGI Dora the Explorer sh- short in front of it. Zeke? You can go watch that by yourself. I ain't seen that shit. Come on, Zeke. Chase no. is on the case, Zeke. No. Zeke, Chase to. is on the case. Zeke, to. my niece and nephews are in Fresno. I can't take them to go see the movie. Well, um, you can go see it by yourself then. You can kidnap somebody's kid and <laughs> take them to see it. <laughs> No one will go see this movie with me. I need you to go. Mommy, where, where are you taking me? Where are you taking him, creep? I just want to go see see Paw Patrol. I want to go see Paw Patrol, but like my nieces and nephews. My baby let nieces and my, nephews. Let go of my kid. No, Chase is on the case. And then the kid looks like this, Mom. Chase is on the case, Mom. <laughs> you didn't tell me Paw Patrol's having a movie, Mom. Oh, no. So, so, um... Uh, now everyone's gonna send me messages saying how we're condoning child kidnapping. Oh yeah, no, um, don't 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 go around kidnapping. Don't, uh, don't uh, kidnap kids. Yeah. Kid, kidnapping kids is bad. Yeah, if you want to go, if you want to go see Paw Patrol, see um, it by yourself you like know, a just, grown just man. Just go watch Sound of Just go watch Sound of Freedom. We'll show you how kidnapping kids is really evil. Um, <laughs> did he get away with that in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately have never seen Sound of Freedom, but I, I, I. Anyway, my number five <laughs> is Howl's Moving Castle. Surprised I haven't seen that one. <gasps> I think Zeke had a heart attack, everybody. I won't let you know now. Have you seen that or Castle in the Sky? 
What? You've never seen Howl's Moving Castle? I told you I only watched six movies. Okay, fine. I'll put it on when I get in my room tonight. <laughs> what are you Googling? Moving Castle. <gasps> that that's one of the that was one of the ones they played. It's the, Moving Castle. That was one of the ones that they played at the Ghibli thing. But How have you not seen House Moving Castle? I just haven't fucking seen it. How have you not seen? Don't boo me. House Moving Castle. I just haven't seen it. All of the Zeke said so audiences, as soon as you just said that. Did you have to put it on the hour long version? I'm now going to keep it for future reference. <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle is fucking amazing. You like, know, that was it one is of, incredible. That was one of the things that they had played um, during the Ghibli exhibit. Now, the reason why I have this so high on my list. This is the first Studio Ghibli movie I had ever seen. This is the one that got me into watching their stuff. Because I had seen clips of their of their films before. But it was never something that I was emote, remotely interested in. Um, and then I saw just one image of this movie. And I was like, oh, maybe I should give it a shot. Turn it on. I could not turn it off. I, I was like engaged from start to finish. This movie is incredible. The animation's beautiful. The set design, the like the, the the design of this alone. If someone wanted to make this into live action, I'm sorry, but that is going to be the most difficult thing to ever design whether CGI or practical. Like you can't like I don't know how you translate this. The movie castle into yeah, I don't know how you translate that into live action. It's, I think, remotely impossible to do. Um, there's even like some some like AI art of them like like this this make trying to make an attempt to to look like um, to look like that. But I again, I just don't see how you can make it possible. Um, Did you? Oh, so but this movie is gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. And again, it is the movie that made me want to be like, okay, I want to, I'm going to check out more of their stuff. Then I watched Spirit Away. Then I watched Princess Mononoke. Then I watched um, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, then I, well, actually, My Neighbor Totoro is actually one that I watched for the very first time this year also. Because. Um, is it because I kept talking about it at the Ghibli exhibit? No, no, it was actually because they were screening it at the Fathom Events always does the Studio Ghibli oh, movies. Yeah. And in, I can't remember what month it was, but they were re-releasing My Neighbor Totoro one one day. And I was like, you know what, I don't think I've ever seen My Neighbor Totoro. I might have, but I don't think I've, I can't remember watching it beforehand. I might have. You know what's sad? Now that I think about it, I might have watched My Neighbor Totoro beforehand. Do you know what's sad? I feel like I watched Castle in the Sky. I know I just said I haven't watched it. It was one of those movies. 
I so think for it's, sure it's, I feel live watch that. That's the thing with with Studio Ghibli. It is it is difficult to kind of remember which ones you've seen because I mean sometimes I mean depending on how old you are. Sometimes it depends on like how like like for me a lot of these Studio Ghibli movies I saw when I was like eight. Yeah, like I think. Like, again, I remember seeing clips of these movies when I was, like, five. Like, clips of, like, Spirit Away. Clips of, like, uh, trailer footage for, like, My Neighbor Totoro. But I've never seen the full movie until, like, I got older. As I got into my teens and I wanted to, like, expand my my movie-watching experience, that's how I discovered films like Psycho and Seven Samurai and all this uh, stuff. But honestly... Castle in the Sky, I really felt like I watched. Yeah. But I just came... Like, I didn't put it on my list because I just don't remember. Um, Alright, so should we move on to number four? Oh, my number four? Yes. Um, Basically, uh, my number four is human versus animals versus spirits. A.K.A. Princess Mononoke. That's my number four. That that low on your list, okay. Yes. It's also it's number four, but that's the one you re, you watched. That's the one I recently watched. So it ju- it jumped Kiki's and Panyo. And so and and you really enjoyed it. I actually really did. Yeah. Um, basically, I love the fantasy element of this. No, I really do. Yeah. But you know what creeped me out in this movie? The apes. <laughs> oh right! Oh my gosh! The apes yeah. kind of creeped me out because no, you can't eat them. Give me the human. So I could eat him and take his powers. <laughs> I was like, this we could get stronger and I kill la- all the humans. I remember watching it in the theater with an audience. And there's this one part where all of a sudden the wolf... One of the wolves grabs the main character's head and just starts... Yeah! <laughs> and no, then, don't eat and then, and then you can hear everyone else in the theater... <laughs> just start laughing because it's like... It just comes out... It really does like... it. It's one of the most like... Like just... Oh, <laughs> um, the apes! Give me the human. <laughs> um, I'll talk about Princess Mononoke in a little bit. I know, like I really enjoyed this movie. I recently just watched it, guys. It does make top four. It doesn't. I mean, it is. It's not my top three, but um, and it's the longest movie. Studio. Yeah, it's yeah. It's long, two, it's two, a, two hours eleven minutes. Yeah, yeah. I remember which the runtime. Sure, I'm sure you looked at the runtime and went, "It's that long." Yeah. But no, it was. I love the fantasy element. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I went to see it, because I watched this, like I said, for the first time through the Fathom event screenings, and when I went to see it, and this was about a year ago, and when I went to go see it, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, an hour. Like this is two hours. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna sit through this whole thing because. I mean, I'm used to watching anime films that are like an hour, hour and a half, maybe. But this one kept but you interested. It does. It keeps your it keeps your interest. Yeah. Especially all the, like the humans trying to go against the animals and the animals really hating the humans. There was one line fa- again. It's that fantasy out al- that fantasy element. <laughs> there was one line that like the the boar was kind of right though when he was like, oh excuse me when he was like yeah if we don't kill them. You know, they're all gonna, you know, they're gonna domesticate us and kill us for their food. <laughs> I was like, damn. He's right. <laughs> he's, he's right, because I'm about to go eat some chili dogs later. You know what's that? 
Right after the movie, I made me some bacon in his honor. <laughs> um, okay, so that's your number four. Yeah. My number four, Grave of the Fireflies. You ready for my rant when I get to ask my number three? So right after you're done, I'm going to go on a rant on HBO Max. Um, so I'm going to save the majority of that conversation for you, but I, yes, how dare they? For not having this on HBO Max. Um, Why the fuck would you have a Studio Ghibli section not have um, your fucking Fireflies? Apparently it is available to rent on Voodoo though. I just found this out. I just discovered it. Just now? Yeah, it's like two... It's... Two... Two ninety nine to rent and... Nine ninety nine to buy. No. But is this the dub or is this like a... I don't know. Or is this traditional Japanese? Maybe you get both? It doesn't say either way, though. But it's one of the most saddest ones. It might be one of those that just that just comes with an option. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is... This movie is devastating. It... This like, is the one I, I This cry. is the one that... This movie, this whole entire movie... Makes the opening of Up look like the opening of the first Toy Story. Yeah. Like, it's this movie. You have never seen a movie. Like, oh, people are like, oh, Titanic is so sad. Oh, the beginning of Up, so sad. <laughs> like, the you want the, You want sadness? <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies is devastating. Telling the story of war, of, of specifically one of the darkest points in our world's history. Not just American history, but the, our world's history. Telling it from the perspective of these two kids trying to survive. It's, 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 it's hard to watch at times. Very hard to watch. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I watch it, and there are times where I just have to, like, kind of look away because it's just, it's that hard for me to to watch. And there are other times where I'll watch it, and I'll and I'll just find the, I'll see this, the beauty in what they're trying to discuss with this film. And, again, it's emotional. It's, um... Yeah, if you, want, if you want to cry... No, this is the movie. This is a tough one. Like, 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 like. Normally with Studio Ghibli movies, this is not the first one I recommend because it is so hard to watch. Yeah, I recommend you watch something a little bit more lighthearted, like Totoro. Oh, my neighbor. Even Mm -hmm. though my neighbor Totoro does have sad moments in it, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not Grave of the Fireflies at all. Grave of the Fireflies, they really hit you hard. Like right from the opening, they they hit you. If you want sad movies. If you come to me like, hey, MJ, what's a sad movie I can watch? Yeah. Hey, here's the Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, so, that so like, 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 like someone comes comes up to me and says, you know, which, what Studio Ghibli do you recommend I watch? I've never seen one. Which one do you recommend? Well, how you can always start with House Moving Castle. You can I mean, with, I always go My Neighbor Totoro or uh, Spirited Away. My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away. You can always start with those films. Then if you want to get into a little bit more serious stuff, then get into like maybe... Um, when Marnie was there, because I mean, is, it's not because when Marnie was there is not as dark and depressing as Grave of the Fireflies. I mean, but it does 
ever so slightly lean towards that. I'll I'll I'll, I'll put Princess Mononoke kind of up there with the well, Princess Mononoke. You... Princess Mononoke is very serious. It's yeah, very very serious. It has some lightheartedness to it, but it's for the most part it's, it's very serious. serious. Um, and then like if you really want to like watch something heartbreaking and devastating, then Grave of Fireflies. Yeah, yeah, here, here. Uh, watch watch this movie. So yeah, this is just I mean. And, and and very quickly, HBO Max um, for 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 not having this on your streaming service. How do you have? How do you have a Studio Ghibli section and not, and not have Grave of the Fireflies? That shit makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like no, it doesn't like it doesn't make sense. Like okay, oh guys, we're putting Studio Ghibli. Lightberry on our on our streaming service. Did you, did you want to say this for me? I, I mean, because my number three is this. Okay. So yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, Grave of the Fireflies is my number three. Um, I mean, Grave of the Fireflies so, is my so, number three. So Warner Brothers, here are some more booze for you. It makes no damn sense. David Zazab walks in. Now hold on. Let me explain why we don't have. I don't want to hear your mouth. <laughs> Pay your writers and actors. And put Grave of the Fireflies in the fucking streaming service. And tell Bob Iger to finally release the, uh, the, 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 the entire library. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, wait, wait, and one of my... Was that the rants that people except, said I was except, wrong? Except Song of the South. Tell him to keep Song of the South in. Wait, wait, wait. Was, uh, when you said I was wrong about in one of my rants, was that the rant that the people was talking about I was wrong in? Because if they was talking about I was wrong in releasing the whole fucking library on Disney+, Plus, they're wrong. And they're stupid. No, 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 no. no. They, uh, they're more about it's more about your op- opinion on the video game strikes. I mean, I could be wrong about that. I, I'm just, it's, I'm just. It, it's your viewpoint. Like they were like, they were like, hey, I know. But anyway, um, go ahead. We're great with the fireflies. I mean, I talked most about it, but your your, your take on, on one of the saddest movies I've ever seen in my life. Like I literally, I don't cry. Yeah. When I see movies, you like even like you have seen me mm-hmm. in the parts where you get emotional. I'm just you almost saw me cry once. Graveyard. What was that? What? With Joyride. Because Joy, um, they, they. Oh, that's that's. Yeah. They 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 hit that they hit that part in the movie there's, for there's me. A specific scene, yeah. Yeah, or they hit like they hit my part. Mm-hmm. So, um, they like you know yeah they hit a part in my life on mm-hmm. my life story that I kind of got me. But I didn't cry. I didn't cry. This Grave, movie right here? Grave of the Firefly. You oh, I, I'm crying. And yes, guys, I, I cried on Endgame. But like, I, I didn't cry at the part where everybody cried on. I held it for that. Can I tell you what part of the Endgame I cried on? You know how everybody cried when like Tony died? Yeah. I got My eyes was watery. But they didn't fall. I held it in. I cried when Steve gave... um. Gave Sam the 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 shield. That's the part where I, like, my emotions were just like, nah, okay, how dare they? <laughs> but yeah, no. Apparently, it's on Crunchyroll. They're lying. I've never seen Ghibli movies in there. I'll, I'll look on Crunchyroll right now. You might want to look on Crunchyroll because maybe maybe that might just be a uh, a fake thing, but uh, but uh, yeah, Grave of the Fireflies. We 
We both we both recommend you definitely um, don't if if you have a friend out there who's never seen a single Studio Ghibli film and uh, they want to start with one, um, definitely don't start them off with Grave of the Fireflies. Definitely uh, wait and show them uh, to show them Grave of the Fireflies. Show them something a little bit more lighthearted, like. Yeah, no, it's not on here. Like what my number three is, but I don't know what my. Well, let's let's start. Let's go to Michael. Michael, what is your number three on your list? You know what my number three is. We just talked about it. Oh, Here with the wait. fireplace. Oh, that is your number three. Oh, wait. No, what was your number four? Person Mononoke. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so we're proud of that. Okay, my number three. My number three is My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, my house. <laughs> okay. I like the damn movie. Yeah, my house. Um, How dare you give the cutest thing in existence? My Neighbor Totoro is one of... Is really cute. It's a very cute movie. And um, when it first started... I immediately fell in love with the two little girls. Like, just... They're... Like, they're... they're, they're how close they were. Um, and how close they were to their father. You know? it's It was all great. And, you know... You see the poster and you kind of expect... Totoro to be in it a lot... Be in a, a lot of this movie. He's not really in the film that much. But when he does show up... It's some of the most magical moments of the whole, of the whole film. Um, especially once you get introduced to the, the, the bus. The, the cat the, is it the cat bus? Is mm-hmm. um, once they get introduced to that thing, that's when the movie becomes something completely different. And I was just like, in it. You know? Um, and it's it's honestly like, there's a, there's a certain part of the movie, and I don't want to give it away in case there are people out there who haven't seen it. But there's a certain part of the movie where someone goes missing. And my heart sank. Because I just was like, no, you got to go find this person. Please find this person. Like, I just like, I started to fear whether or not that individual was alive or dead. Because I just like, you know. Um, And uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. The animation's beautiful. The creature design, like the design of Totoro, is the cutest little thing, in the, the cutest thing in the world. I want him as a pet. Like I literally want a Totoro in my backyard. Oh no! You should have seen the um, at the uh, Ghibli exhibit. Mm-hmm. They had like a little Totoro statue, like was at the li- end. Was it a life size statue? Yes, or? at the end, at the end of the exhibit. Oh my god! I almost took it home with me. I, I. You almost went to jail for robbery, bro. I was like, okay, because in the in the actual exhibit, there's a reasons why I couldn't like you can't take pictures or videos in the exhibit. So that like for the exhibit, because they had concept art, yeah, like all the concept art, Tortoro and everything. So like they was like, no, you can't that take pictures. Not, anything. That was that was not the rule for us at the Spider Man exhibit. Though. Oh no, it wasn't. We we got to see the we we got we got all the pictures. We got to see transcripts. We got all the pictures. We got to see Watts <laughs> transcripts. Where are transcripts of Spider Man? Yes, guys, we saw transcripts of Spider Man. And and it's so funny because there was other people there, and you can tell they they were they're they're like not as geeky as you and me were, but they were looking at us kind of like, what, what are they? 
They're freaking out over transcripts. <laughs> it's a transcript. It was transcripts of uh, one of the greatest like, comics. Like we literally are yelling. Like that's the original transcript. <laughs> we took a picture of you guys. And then we're looking at the props from like the Raimi movies and like, look, it's the badge. <laughs> but, Dude, why are they freaking out about a badge? Um, all right, your number two. My number two is my first um, Ghibli movie, Spirited Away. It's um. I knew what your. I first of all, I knew what your number one was gonna be. Just saying. I talk about it almost all the time. No. You should know what my number one is. Um, the. <laughs> Spirited Away. Spirited Away is... Funny story on how I got Spirited Away. I went to the video store. The the local neighborhood video store. So not Blockbuster, not Hollywood Video. It's the one around the corner. And you went to the hentai section. No, I was was, was, uh, seven at the time. Um, You uh, snuck into the hentai section. That's how I found my true love, hentai. Um, but no. I, hey, uh, Sam, Sam my mom, Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson apparently likes hentai. I know. Uh, my my mom had told me to pick out a movie, so I was going to look for Pokemon Two Thousand. Um, come home. I thought I grabbed the movie, the right one. I was just so much in a rush because she told me last fucking minute when she was at the fucking fucking stand. Like, oh wait, wait, did you want a movie? Yes. Well, go, go grab one right quick. Okay. And I remember I saw Pokemon 2000. So I went, I ran over, I grabbed, I grabbed, I grabbed it. Got home. It was spirited away. I think the guy looked at me and was like, no, you need to learn culture. <laughs> big, you heart, big heartbreak. <laughs> you, you need to learn. You need to learn the error of your ways. You want fun Pokemon? No. You get spirits. <laughs> you get spirits and 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 weird looking ones at that. Exactly. But yeah, no, nah, Spirit Away was my first one, and I honestly I loved it. It's the the reason why I got into Ghibli movies. And 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 you watched it and you never complained. I didn't. I would have I would have constantly been bitching at my mom. Why we? Well, I was supposed to get Pokemon. <laughs> Um, see what happened was I had my own room at the time so <laughs> my mom was upstairs I was downstairs that, that would have been way too way too long of a walk to complain you could have yelled at her from up, from up the stairs I would have been called ungrateful and probably would have never got another movie again <laughs> but yeah no, it's, I really love the movie weird, weird spirit maybe that's why I'm so weird now it unlocked something in me Jesus Christ <laughs> Um. Okay. Animation um, still holds up. It does. It really does. Well, I will talk more in depth about the movie, guys. But it's been so long since I've yeah. seen the movie. So. Um, mine, my number two, Princess Mononoke. Um, oh, that's why you set that low. This is like if if there was one particular movie that I didn't like more, this would probably be my favorite studio movie. If one particular movie didn't exist, this would probably be my my number one. Um, this movie, I think, is... like you know, I'm a sucker for fantasy epics, so I like it when a character is sent on a mythical journey to... Was you know, he to, on a mythical journey, though? He was mostly on a journey to 
go die. <laughs> they send yeah. them because they're like, yeah, there's no way we're going to get this out of you. So you're just going to go on your journey to die. Like, but, he, but over he talked the, to the boyer. <laughs> the boyer was like, yeah, no, next time you come, I might have to kill you. So, so leave. <laughs> no, they, they literally looked at him and went, yeah, um, you're, you're going to go on this mission. And, um, yeah, you ain't coming back because you're just going to die. You need to go find a place to die. <laughs> um, but he, but over the course of the movie, his journey does kind of become like this mythical, spiritual journey because he does end up coming across uh, the Princess Mononoke character and meets the wolves and, and meets all these spiritual animals. Love, love the moment when he finally meets... Um, who's the, the spirit, the, the main spirit that they're after? The forest spirit? The forest spirit. The, the, um... Because technically he's dead already. Yeah. Um, when, when we first get introduced to that, I, like, was just, like, sitting there in that theater, glued to the screen. Not, I never once looked away. Never once looked behind me at the person texting. I was just glued to that screen. And that, to me is what great, great movies can do. Is when you they capture you with something incredible and they capture your imagination. Like, our imaginations can think of really something really visually inspiring and visually incredible. And then Studio Ghibli manages to top that with whatever they're, they're able to pull out of their yeah. asses. You know? And, and, look, all due respect to films like Avatar and all this, and, you know... But this is the best man versus nature story I think ever put to screen. I think so too. Because yes, does it get a little little heavy handed over over its message? Yeah, it does. But at the same time, I don't care because the story that they're telling is just so beautiful and rich, you know. And you're in love with the characters the moment they come on screen. You know, like the main character, I was literally invested in him from the moment he's seen running through that, uh, running through the village looking for, I believe it's his sister at the beginning. Um, and just from the, from the moment it started to the moment it ended, I just was invested. And um, that's what great, great um, movies movies can do. So... Um, uh, okay, uh, your number one, uh, your neighbor. No, my number one is The Cast Returns. Greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen My Neighbor Till Toro. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. My number one is, um, <laughs> I just said I'm kidding. You was too late. You was too late. You was too late. You still said The Cast I already said it. I was joking. So my number one, guys, is, I don't know, you go next door there's uh, this thing called Your Neighbor. See, My Neighbor, you know what his name is? My Neighbor's name is Totoro, okay? My Neighbor's name is Frank. Damn. Well, I have a magical cat as my neighbor, so he's always my neighbor. Is, are you sure it's not the cat that always comes by? And now now climbs on my screen doors? Yeah. I hope not. That's not Totoro. <laughs> you should have named him Totoro. I should have. Should have, should have, instead of naming him whatever you named him. Actually, he, he doesn't respond to socks, so maybe I could uh, change his name to Tordor. Yeah, you can change it. 
My neighbor told her what. See, people got this confused. Stitch is cute. He's not the cutest thing in existence. Pikachu is cute. Not the cutest thing in existence. Totoro is the cutest Totoro thing. is the cutest thing that has ever walked this face of the planet. The fact that there's not Totoro merch everywhere is a damn shame. You know what give Wait, me? I think... I mean everywhere. Like, Totoro merch oh, is like, a comic. Like, like, in, like, worldwide. Yeah. There's, there's probably Totoro merch in, like, um... In, like, uh... Um, yeah, like, like, I'm pretty sure it's Totoro plushies and stuff. Yeah. I, I want you to know, I will buy a Totoro. A Totoro, like... Costume just to wear. Like, I'm not a furry, but I will buy a short robe fursuit. Oh, you can buy one on the end? Oh, wait, that's a, that's a light. That's a nightlight. I will bite that bed, though. That's five. That's $521. I get to sleep on Totoro. I bet you that should come from, too. You can, buy, you can buy a plush from the Studio Ghibli store. Yeah, see? $13.95. Mm-hmm. 30 day return policy. No. She has a family of Totoros. We are looking up merch during a podcast. I know. Because now I'm tempted. Now, now I I never like buying merch. I, I don't like buying uh, uh, merchandise. But, man. Is that I'm, a Totoro onesie? Onesie adult and kid pajamas. Oh, well, this I got to buy me a Totoro onesie. Guys, we're not looking at Totoro plushies. Oh, the pillow. There's a pillow. The soft pillow. Oh, what? $30? Totoro keychain? No. Yeah, we're literally... We are literally just... Uh, you know. Oh, a hoodie? That hoodie looks fucking comfy as fuck, too. <laughs> the excitement in your voice as soon as I found the hoodie. <laughs> I like hoodies. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. Um, go, to, go to Studio Ghibli and get your uh, cutest the, thing in uh, America. I guess it's called the... Ghibli, uh, GhibliMerch.com. Yeah, go to GhibliMerch.com and get your Totoro plushies. Do they have any Princess Mononoke? I'm pretty sure they do. They probably have, um... Because considering that, you know... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd be shirts and stuff. That movie's kind of serious. It didn't have, like, a, a thing you could probably make plush. Uh, surprise, actually, you know what? I probably would have made a plush of one of the wolves. No, but this backpack is pretty cool. I like that. That looks cool. Oh, that does look cool. That looks dope, actually. Oh, actually, that looks really good. That, that that almost looks too good. Yeah, we 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 start looking up merch. Look up some Spirited Away merch. Let's see if they have any Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> Nigga, that's probably a shirt <laughs> or a cup of or cup of tears. Here, this is from. Wall. Oh yeah. Art, art canvases, retro t-shirt, a mug. a mug, a mug. Yeah, so you could cry in. And you could drink your tears right after. They're gonna give you a mug based on this sad movie. Yeah. Sad, sad movie, and it's twenty dollars. <laughs> Man, I can't wait! I can't wait for the day they start selling. Grave of the Fireflies, you know. Tissues. Onesies and <laughs> pillows. No, Grave of the Firefly tissues. Because you're going to need them. <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> it's going to be a box that's all Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> the tissues are just Kleenex. <laughs> and the tissues have, have the name of every scene of the movie. Opening scene. <laughs> the ending. 
you've gone through like fifty. They they give you five hundred tissues in that in that box. You went through all five hundred. Damn. Um. Yes, but my neighbor Totoro is the cutest thing ever walking existence, and it's. Totoro's just so cute. I I think he's one. Of the, you, you you knew you knew which part I was talking about, right? The part where the um, the kidnapping, uh, not the kidnapping, but the, when where, they, where, the, where the one character goes missing. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure because I don't want to give it away. I'm not. Uh, there are people who, yeah. who haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have not seen this. Yeah. Movie. So go watch it. What are you doing? Go watch it. Yeah, like um, after you listen to Zeke's number one, go watch it. Go watch all Ghibli movies. Yeah, I would, I would recommend it. Um. My number one is Spirited Away. You see, this is the only reason why I'm not kicking you out. <laughs> um, look, this is... I think this is the only Studio Ghibli movie that has won an Oscar for Best Animated Film. Yeah. Um, and it's completely well-deserved. This movie's beautiful. Um, it's, it's overall message is, is, is gorgeous. Um, what is the overall message, see? You know, the, the overall message of uh, be, be kind to spirits. They, yeah. they, they, they'll be your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, or you get taken away. <laughs> or as or as uh, Christians would call it, it's a demon, that's spiritism. A spiritism. Sorry, that's, that's, that's my religious background. <laughs> yelling in my ear. Never mind. Um, but no, <laughs> spirit away. doesn't matter what religion you were part of or anything like that. Watch Spirit Away. It's a gorgeous movie. Um, Animation still holds up. Uh, but for me, I'm sorry. Um, one of the creepiest looking characters by far. Oh yeah, no, she was really creepy. Oh god. When I took one look at her in this movie, I just went, what are you? I just like kept asking myself that. I was like, "What are you? What was she supposed to be again?" The um. <sighs> oh, by the way, guys, we're talking about you, Baba. So, the the proprietor of the bathhouse and the main antagonist of Spirit of So she's the she's the, oh yeah the main villain. Um. But yeah, I'm I I mean I love this movie. It's. It's, yeah, those it's things gorgeous. are creepy as hell. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, these things actually, this this actually reminds me of. Um, I'm. Uh, it reminds me of Kabuki Mask from uh, Big Hero Six. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, in the face, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it look like the the Kabuki Mask? Um, but yeah, and they did a Broadway version of this. There's a Broadway version. They made a Broadway version of this. Yep. And they're actually screening it. Fathom Events wants to, I think is, I think they, either they're going to screen it later in December or, they're, or they've already screened it. I can't remember which one. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, Fathom Events did, did do a, is, they, they did do a, uh, uh, a Broadway version of this. And, uh, yeah, Spirit Away is, is absolutely incredible. It's, it's phenomenal. I watch it. Once, uh, once or twice a year. Is it like, so. if I didn't like my neighbor's cultural so much, Spirit Away is a close one. Yeah. And honestly, if I didn't like Spirit Away so much, Prince Mononoke would probably be. If Spirit Away didn't exist, Prince Mononoke would definitely be my number one. You know, uh, with Totoro as my number two. But no. Um, okay. 
So those are those those are our list. That's his ten. That's my six. So uh, maybe yeah. next time we do this list, I I, I promise you guys I will have a full well, ten. I gotta figure out what our next one's gonna be because we've done all, we've done all the ones that I kind of wanted to do, I like Pixar you. and Disney. And... I told you. Maybe our next list, guys. Uh, Tech the Seagull. Let me know if y'all interested in this Disney songs. That's not a bad one. We do comic books, like comic book stories. That one's that one's a little. That one I'd have to really go back and remember. I don't have to go back. Because uh, there's been so many that I've loved, and there's a lot that I don't like. Also, I'll have to but, go. But yeah. Um. All right. All right, guys, and to wrap it up, I'm going to review two, uh, uh, a, a TV show and a movie this week. The first one I'm going to talk about is a series that's on Peacock. It's called Bel Air. Now, this is the reboot of the famous TV sitcom, uh, the fresh of uh, the iconic TV sitcom, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, now this is a story all about how my, my life got, got twisted upside down, down. and I like to take a minute and just sit right here. back and, so, uh, uh, and I tell you how the story about how I became the fresh prince of Bel Air. I, I was about to say it's it it's gonna get a little messy if we both try to do it at the same time. Um, now before I get into what I think of Bel Air, let me just fill in the background of what I think of the original sitcom. Love the show. It's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Is is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Ooh, maybe that should be our top ten favorite sitcoms. That's a that's a good one. That's because there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of really fun TV sitcoms. Because I I got one Odie that's probably not in your top ten, but if you look back at it, that shit's funny as fuck nowadays. Um, maybe that's the one we can do. Um, but yeah, Fresh Prince. I mean, I actually was watching episodes of it the other day. You know. My favorite episode of that show, by the way, favorite episode of the original sitcom, is when the Banks family hires an ex-con to be there, and all of a sudden they come back and they 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 find out their house has been completely like cleaned out, and they start blaming the ex-con who's working for them. <laughs> all of a sudden, Uncle Phil finds out that it was his law clerk. Yep, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, oh, I've." I've I think we've learned something from this. And then Will, Will just goes, yeah, don't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Will used to be an Uncle Phil's head. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, remember what your, what your father said. Tis better to give than to receive. I really, really hate you. <laughs> love you too, Uncle Phil. <laughs> um, but yes, I love, love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, again, one of my favorite TV sitcoms of all time. Um, Daddy, did you sit on Harry? Yes. Uh, but, it's okay, Dad. Death is a natural part of life. But what a way to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I love that. So, when they announced that they were doing a new series that was going to be darker and more... Yeah, like drama. Dramatic. I was like, okay, I mean, I guess it could work, because the original show definitely had a lot of dramatic elements. Yeah, yeah, it had drama, you know? it touched some serious points. Um, especially, I mean, the episode with Will's dad is, is really sad. That's a really sad episode. Um, how come he don't want me, man? Um, uh, 
But I gotta say, Bel Air is actually really good. It's really, really good. Um, now I'm the happy first, that you say that. The first season for me was a little hit and miss for me because there were aspects of it that I really liked. Like I love the way Will is Will's portrayed in this show. He's portrayed like an actual um, black teenager in today's cult, in today's time, you know, and how how a, a teen, a kid his age would act in this day and age with social media and all this stuff. And, you know, the movie, the show does get political. They do very much talk a lot about, you know, like, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And and, and there are times in the first season, especially since the, one of the subplots is that Uncle Phil is running for, um, for district attorney. So in the first season, they definitely, it's definitely very political. I mean, I can tell because he's... And it, it's... Sometimes it can reach over the line of hitting you over head, over the head with it. Like, okay, yes, we get it. We get it. This is the message you're sending. But the second season, they they did something in this show that definitely sends a political message. But I thought it worked beautifully. The way the way it was executed was so so beautiful. Witchy. It's a scene involving. I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but this, it's a protest that happens outside their school. And um, involving Will getting on the rooftop. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. That episode right there, and that moment, is one of those moments that makes me just, just go, that's awesome. Like, like, that right there is cool. You know? Especially with how they... Edited like the way it's edited, because it cuts from Will, then it cuts to the perspective of his classmates, then it cuts to the perspective of all these, uh, of like social media phones and stuff like that. Like just incredible. Um, um, and and look, if you are such a diehard fan of the sitcom that you are not going to be okay with a with a have with such a dramatic shift. Then you're not gonna like the show at all because every character is treated a little bit more seriously. Hillary is treated way more seriously. Yeah, Hillary, I've, I've seen clips. Hillary, Hillary seen is the... not the spoiled, dumb chick that she was in the in in the um, original. I mean, I don't want to say dumb. I don't think dumb's the right word to say, but but she's not like. I mean, that, I'll say it for you. Hillary was fucking dumb in in, in, in okay. the uh, um, um, but uh, I just want to before you finish because you know I haven't watched this I only seen yeah. clips yeah. and everything so I have seen it being over dramatized yeah like every character is treated serious the only reason I haven't watched the show is because I'm just backed up mm-hmm. on a lot of things right. like you know I'm still backed up on Star Wars I'm backed up on anime I'm backed up on video like, yeah I and mean, we still haven't finished watching the live action One Piece yet exactly like the yeah. the catalog is bigger and bigger that's the only reason like that the Fresh Prince is so below my yeah. like list like I I want to at least catch up on some other things see for me see for me the way I've I've learned to kind of adjust that is pick a day of the week that you're gonna watch a particular show so like like for me Mondays is my like one piece day. 
Tuesdays is like. Uh, so are you watching the anime? <laughs> no, uh, oh. but it's it's like the like like if I like if I was gonna get like once I start getting back into watching the live action show One Piece, it would probably have my Mondays, you know. Um, and, and did you because I because I started watching shows week to week. The only one I can't do that with. Is Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai I'm so invested in it that I have to just binge through keep watching. You know, Stranger Things is the same way though. Stranger Things I can't watch that week to week. I have to binge through because I otherwise I'm gonna drive myself insane if I don't binge it all the way through. Um, but Fresh Prince, what's great about Fresh Prince is of Bel Air is that they do release it week to week. Okay, you know. Um, only reason why I was able to binge through it is because I actually didn't get... I missed its premiere. Um, so what I just did was I ended up waiting till the whole season dropped. And you just catch up. And then just started binging it through there. And I and I ended up... Like, again, season two, I think, is better than season one. It's more heavy in the, in the subjects that it's trying to tackle. Um... I love and and you know what they also do that I really enjoyed. They ended up bringing some of the actors from the original sitcom and brought them into, um, <clears throat> and brought them in to the uh, 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 to this new remake. Um, so in season two, they brought back the girl who played as um, as Ashley in the original sitcom. She's in this. She's in season two. As a uh, as a teach as the teacher to the new girl that plays Ashley in this in this show, really, which is really cool, which is really really cool. And then um, in season one, they brought back one of the actresses who played the uh, who played Aunt Viv in the last half of the show. Okay, that one. Because remember how they had to switch yeah. they switched actresses halfway I, through. I love how Jazz was like. <laughs> um. What's oh, and, ja- and Jazz is a bigger character in this one, too. That's ja- one of the scenes I wanted to touch upon when he was speaking about Hillary. Because there was one scene I saw on TikTok. It looked like they was teasing a relationship between... Mm-hmm. Like, this one's actually teasing, like, they actually might go through with the relationship between... And in season... I'll tell you this. Season two, they, they definitely go go further into that. Um, and I love Jazz. Because Jazz actually takes on more of the role... Of what Carl, uh, what Carlton was in the in the sitcom, whereas he's Will's like best friend. I mean, because he was supposed to be his best friend in the sitcom. Yeah, and then um, Carlton is not as funny as he is in the. It's definitely not as funny. Let as me as tell y'all something. Very the clips that I seen of this show that got posted on social media, the actor who plays Carlton, he's a good actor. But he, if he don't make you want to beat his ass... Oh, yeah. Because he ain't doing that, you know, Alphonse... Uh, you know... No, that nigga setting up Will for shit with his... Yeah. Like... And, but, but again, when you understand what his situation is, he becomes a better character as you get further into it. Yeah, because from the close I've seen, only thing I know is... But, man, by far, my favorite character... Um, okay, sorry. I, I opened up the... 
Sorry. Yes, we, we moved Carl no, to this house until I, we watched I, the show. I, I opened up the Chrome app oh. and it immediately went it to, went to the, your hentai? Went, went, no, it went to that um, boo sound effect. Oh, I, thought, I, I thought it went to your hentai. Um, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not going to respond to that. Um, so what you watching? Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot your parents watched this show. So in the original, you know, in the original sitcom, you know, because of the sitcom, Jeffrey is you know the sarcastic butler. See, you know, not the sarcastic was, butler. Know. No, because Jeffrey in this is one bad motherfucker. He's a bad dude. This dude. Let me tell you a little. Okay, so you know what? I'm gonna get into some spoilers. Okay. But do you mind if I do you mind if I can? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Okay, let me tell you what happens. Okay, so 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 Will gets sent to Bel Air because the fight that he gets into, you get to actually see what sends him to Bel Air, the situation that got him sent to Bel Air. Well, isn't it? I thought in the, so in the, the sitcom, sitcom they they sound like it gets gangbangers and shit. Well, right? no, in in the sitcom they they explain to you in the intro that it's it's a fight with some people who just. They're gang men. He gets yeah. he gets beat up by gang members, and his mom gets worried. And you know, I got one little fight, and my mom got scared. She said, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." Um, which, by the way, there is one line that Will has when he's talking to Aunt Viv, when he says, "Yeah, you know, I got into one little fight. My mom got scared, so now I'm here." <laughs> I was like, "Dang, that's the <laughs> that's actually a really cool callback. <laughs> that's a fun little call." But no, he gets there. And um, his friend Trey gets shot by one of the gang members that he had a conflict with, right? And that gang member starts looking for him, like starts looking for Will, and then eventually finds out that he's in L.A. And his friend tells him, he's like, "Dude, that this guy knows you're in, you're in L.A." And he's and so he goes to Jeffrey. He's like, um, "How how much do you know about why I'm here?" And he goes. He goes, oh, I know everything. And then he's like, well, there's this dude. His name is Rashad. And he goes, he goes, Rashad Denton, I'll handle it. What does this motherfucker do? This dude literally goes in a later scene, drives up, pulls up to a car. He's like, everything you have, this is everything I have on Rashad Denton. Get, get in contact with your boys in Philly. And then he drives off, right? Then, the end of that episode, Will's talking to his friend Trey, and all of a sudden his friend Trey goes, Dude, Rashad dead. He got shot outside of a club. Uncle uh, Jeffrey? It ain't just the sarcastic butler. This dude is putting the hit out on people. What the hell is Uncle... What the hell is Jeffrey doing? Is he a mob boss or something? This motherfucker's putting the hit out on people. He's putting the hit out on everybody. And he's able to get info on Will's dad. Like like Will goes to and and, and is like he's like, Do you think you can find out anything about my dad? He's like, I'll see what I can do. Gets an entire file about his dad's prison record and all this stuff. I'm like, Jeffrey's a hardcore dude! What is why is he a butler? Is he a butler in this too? He is the he's the family butler, yes. No, Jeffrey ain't no butler no more. <laughs> and but but again, that's a cover up. But he's my favorite character in this new. 
sitcom and this new in this new reboot so far because what they do with him in season two, they get into his backstory and they get into a little bit about you know you find out he has a he has a son who he who grew up without without him in his life and it's this it's and and the episode that they do get into with him and his son is like kind of heartbreaking and kind of devastating but it's so 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 great um but yeah that's that's the one thing i took away from oh like uncle phil uh hired somebody who ain't just gonna you know get his kids ready for school and all this stuff no 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 he's gonna put the hit out on people and then there's one episode where the kid the family's all going out to promote uncle phil's um campaign and Ashley goes and runs off to go hang out with some with some friends she met online on a via online gaming. And she runs off to this house and spends like two hours at the house. All of a sudden, he goes, Ashley, uh, um, your family's here to pick you up. And all of a sudden, who's standing next to the mom? Jeffrey. Just he's like, How do you know where to find me? I noticed as soon as, as soon as Hillary told me that you were, uh, that you had went off, and all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm like, dang, oh dang, Jeffrey, I keep wanting to call him Uncle Phil because honestly, he acts more like Uncle Phil, almost more like an Uncle Phil than, because because honestly, the chemistry between him and the kids, I buy more than the chemistry between Uncle Phil and the and the kids. Oh really? Like like. Like, like Will and Phil kind of have a very weird relationship in this one. It's not like in the sitcom where Uncle Phil is like annoyed with Will because of how just you know just he's not acting mature enough. He's like he's still acting like a dumb kid from the hood, you know. Yeah. In this one, they turned Uncle Phil and made him more like that tough dad. Like way more of the tough dad, like like the kind of tough dads like that will yell in your face and all this stuff, right? Um, but at first, I'm not gonna lie. When he when Uncle when when Uncle Phil first starts talking with Will, I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. But then he starts showing a little bit more of that of that dad personality, and I'm like, okay, okay, I I see. He's it's more of that that tough that tough father kind of thing, you know. Um. They also get into a lot of like um, Aunt Viv and um, Will's mom, their their sisters, which is the connection. Um, and they get into a lot of their backs. In season one, you learn a lot about what their relationship was like, mm-hmm. why they kind of stopped talking after a while. Um, and then, yeah, it like I I could go on and on about what happens, but I I kind of want to save a lot of it. For you, I almost want you to watch this because it's just that, like, I I expected nothing from this. And I'm, like, invested now. I do know this. Spoiler alert, everybody. Other than me wanting to beat the hell out of Carlton. You fucking crackhead in this one. (laughs) Druggy. Um, Drugs and drugs not cool. CK. See for me, man. I, like, I, are bad. I'm, I'm less, I'm less like 
what the f about the drugs thing for me the thing that really just made me go what is the fact that jeffrey's a fucking just like a boss like this well dude. see those are scenes i didn't see i only saw yeah. the carlton fucking over will scene him do him him coming out as a druggie during like his um his speech yeah yeah his speech but drugs like, are bad like, like this dude okay okay drugs are bad <laughs> like like this dude like don't give a f um what is it Scrap on the bull court, got nasty. Now some bad man from Philly want to deal with you. Rashad Denton, right? Yeah. Yo, Rashad, man, he's not trying to squash this beef. He sent a shooter for training now. Apparently, he knows I'm in Bel Air, so we gotta figure something out. Calm yourself, Will. I'll handle the situation. But how are you gonna handle it? I said I handled him. No need to worry, no need to trouble your aunt and uncle. I said I'll handle them. Even even just by the man's accent, it's just more of that like hardcore British. Like it, it's not the you know the you know oh yes, Master William, you know all this stuff. No 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 no. This is like hardcore. Like I will f you up. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's any more scenes, but I can't find. You might have to put it in like the year, like the two thousand or something. But here, I mean, here's here's like here's the fir- this is the first time you really get to see Uncle Phil kind of being like more like that that Uncle Phil from the original where he's supportive. Oh damn, Unc! I didn't know you ball like that. Don't get it twisted, young blood. I still got it. That wasn't the plan initially, though. I put this up for Carlton. Smarlin Wayne's supposed cross, to be Will's father. Uh, Certainly looks like it. I can't tell if that is him. Or if that's... Because in that thumbnail, it kind of looks like him. Nothing you don't already know. Like this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like they, like it's not them talking about like a, like a. It's not it's not them like hammering over the head with like political messages. It's all it's all about like emotion. Like they really lean into like what would it be like, you know? And they really do a good job of putting you in that position. I didn't fight back. I didn't resist, and they still rough me up. I know it's tragic. It's proof how broken the system is. See, that's the thing. To me, the system isn't broken. To me, the system is doing exactly what it was designed to do. I hear that. But from where I stand, things have gotten better. Incrementally. For you! Look at where you at! Look how you live! What are the rest of us supposed to do? But I don't know what everyone else is supposed to do. But I know that neither of us should give up. on the court? No. Don't start now. 
See, like, like that's... And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's like, it's like... They, um... Yes, it is heavier, it is dramatic, but you still get that sense of love that you got from watching the sitcom. Despite the fact that it is such a tonal... Tonally a different show. Carlton Hayden ass. <laughs> he ain't playing basketball. Yeah, really big. What? <laughs> All right, nephew. That's not playing basketball. Carlton's got a really big forehead. I'm not gonna lie. He's, he, the, the guy's got a. The, guy, the guy's got a, a five head. Yeah, full head. <laughs> um. But yeah, that is uh, that's Bel Air uh, seasons one and two. Um, whenever this writers and actors strike ends. Get on season three right now. Give me season three, because that's awesome. And uh, season three actually introduces me to the the future, Mrs. Zeke the Eek. Um, yeah. Uh, oof. Oof. Uh, there's a character named uh, named Jackie in that show uh, in season two. They get introduced to. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I was going to talk about Expendables before, but I think everyone, if, if you saw my attitude reaction, you know exactly what I thought of Expendables for. Fun movie. Alright, guys. Well, that will do it for this... Uh... Wait, really? They sp- Wait, they made another Expendables? Yes. They made another Expendables movie. Yeah. They did. Really? Yeah. You should go watch my attitude reaction. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that will do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Michael, where can the good people find you online? Uh, y'all can find me on Instagram at greatness lives on. Y'all can find me on Twitter at one and only underscore MJ. And maybe I'll start making TikToks within this week or next week. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Maybe I'll just be talking and going on my rent there too, guys. Um, but I'll let y'all know maybe next week where y'all can find me on TikTok. And not on Down to Hang Out, no. Oh, yeah. And then we can go to Down to... Hey, y'all can also find me on Down to Hang Out. Whenever, whenever, whenever we that, get a show. Whenever that show comes back. Um, um, I, had to, I had to take a shot. I had to take a fun shot at them. Um, but, uh, I'm surprised Red didn't get on here about your flash take. I really wanted him to. I'm disappointed in him. Anyway. Oh, um, wait. Did, do, do, do the people know about your flash take? What, that I think it's better than Flash? I think they kind of pieced it together after the last... Well, no, because you need to say it. Tell them. Tell them. The Flash 2023 is better than the Flashpoint Paradox movie. Please send all your hate comments this way, guys. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Zeke Said So and on Instagram, Threads, and YouTube at Zeke Said So Pictures. Do you check your Threads? What is Threads? I know Threads is like Twitter, but like... It's... it's it's like it's the rival to Twitter. Like, are people actually on Threads? A uh, few people have switched over. A few people have switched over, but I, I definitely see way more people on Twitter than I do Threads. I, but I will tell you this: a lot more of my audience I can see definitely respond more to my Instagram because I'm way more active on my Instagram than I am on my Twitter or my... I'm barely on Twitter. I mean, I'm, you have to find me on Twitter. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm barely on my Twitter also, so if you guys follow me on Twitter and don't see any posts, sorry, um, <clears throat> I'm way more active on my Instagram, so... 
That's why. That's why I always tell people to go go follow my Instagram because I I'm I'm definitely more active on there. But that will do it for this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone has this podcast. Please share and subscribe. I think you should subscribe to the Zeke Said So podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Deuces. 